Stop st- oh, I was going to say stop stealing my joke. Hello, welcome to this the Ian Prendercast. My name is Sean Peter Budge, and I'm halfway through a Milky Way. <laughs> Just let me fix that for a moment. They call Mars bars Milky Ways. Sorry, Milky Ways are Mars bars. Aren't they Three Musketeers? In the States. It's a bit weird. Three Musketeers is a similar thing. Three Musketeers is a Milky Way. A Milky Way is a Mars bar. What we would know as a Mars bar. Always tackling the big issues. I like it. Have you tried the Reese's uh, ice cream? No. No. Get on it. Peanut butter ice cream. Yeah. Weird. Mm. That's like uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2 when he's got the hairless cat. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, what a moment. Oh, oh, this gets a lot of flack, Ghostbusters 2. Just going to digress very quickly. I think it's not bad. I haven't watched it in a long time. Gets yeah. a lot. I not think since it's, childhood. I think it's one of those films that are people I don't like, even remember one. People are like, honest. it's not I as know, good as the, the first one. Yep. And yeah, they repeat a lot of the beats. They just they fell into the trap that a lot of sequels do. They just remade the first one in a lot of ways. But to discredit it altogether, I think is not giving it enough credit. Great theme song with Bobby well, Brown. Well, speaking of issues int- of potential int- plagiarism, yeah, um, old uh, was it um, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, there's a very very funny Key and Peele sketch about Ray Parker Jr. making songs for like various movies. Um, uh, Peel, uh, yeah, I think I think Peel does it, but he's Ray Parker Jr. and every every song's just the Ghostbusters song, but he's talking about a different film. Gotcha, it's fucking brilliant. Uh, a lot, Tim lot Davis, a lot of the skits are. Oh, you know they are, but this is it's just very clever and it's the same song all the time. And he's it's like he's done a, it's the the gag is that it's a um it's an old like infomercial for the box set CDs, and he's got like all these unreleased, unproduced songs for various movies. That's very good. One of them's the Pelican Brief. It's just this Ghostbusters song. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. All right, Timbo, let's get this out of the way. We've been running real long lately, and I don't want to sit here and listening to you fucking yammer on about the Giants interminably every fucking five minutes. What a so- week! <laughs> Big, big sound from the west of the town. It's the sound of the mighty giants. Ground is shaking. The other teams are quaking in the beach before the giants. Look, hey, they weren't they weren't excellent, but they got the win. Jeez, they have a crack, don't they? They don't give up. No longer the Battle of the Bridge. It's now called the Tim Davis Memorial Trophy. <laughs> Except I'm not dead. What's the memorial? Yeah, you might be. Well, I'll need his SI, but... This is true. They were good. They were very good. Were they, though? I'm not being dismissive here. Like They should have been out of sight. Sydney. The, like, Sydney kind of looked like they had them at arm's reach. It's the classic. I always say this. Yeah. Like I say that even with Box Hill, Box Hill had a tough loss yesterday against a very good Casey team, and we were sort of hanging around, hanging around, four-ish goals down, uh, sort of three-quarter time early in the last quarter. Got the first goal of the last quarter. And I say this often. When you're struggling, you're not playing well, you might be in touch. You only need to play 10 minutes of good footy. Yeah. Ten yeah. minutes of good footy will win the game. And, and do it efficiently. Look, it was the classic game of one team dominating stoppage, the other team moving the ball fast and uh, pace of ball movement, 
and one and who can take advantage when they get the game on their terms. And I thought GWS outplayed Sydney in the first half, and um, but didn't put on the scoreboard. Sydney then had the quintessential third quarter. They dominated. They had the ball. GWS didn't. They put it on the scoreboard. They got four goals up. And even watching it, you just sort of thought, I just feel like a couple of good forays forward and the Giants aren't out of it. And the bottom line is Sydney just didn't know how to close the game out. They left the door open. And um, and GWS, to their credit, kept running, kept working, kept asking the question. And um, I don't know who was supposed to be on Toby Green at the end, but um, Harry Himmelberg, you know, the... the the, the game breaker, you know, t- took the boundary throw in. I think he shoveled it to Toby, but you know, he got it there. But he impacted the play when required. Wasn't as Toby... bad as uh, uh, Clayton Oliver. It was a rugby offload. <laughs> yeah, he's been <laughs> um, doing it a bit. The, the um, interesting thing about that last stoppage too is it's, it's frustrating if it's your team. You know, we didn't have the luxury of a stoppage against Melbourne, for instance, when the, the dirty yep, ball comes yep, in. Yep. But you'd like just swarm the the ruckman oh, as soon as the ball hits hands. Yep. Just Five bodies in. Well, as you you talk about your D one, yeah, just five just, bodies in. Everybody floods that spot, and you're going. And there was still a little bit of time after mm. that, mm. so you, it wasn't as simple as neutralise the stoppage and you've won the game. There yep. would have been another one, but yeah, just weird, just weird. Well, lo- I listened to Longmire's presser, and the one thing that he said is um, there was supposed to be a, a handoff between Braden Campbell, who was obviously taking Toby for size. Uh, and then when it became stoppage, Ollie Florent went on to him. Where's so, Rampy? Well, he's injured. He's got a he's excellent got a, answer. He's yeah. unable to mark Toby at that <laughs> yeah. point. He has a, apparently he has some sort of a neck problem, but he's out for might be out for a month. It'll still or be something his like fault. It, well, I mean, you heard he the was story with Dustin Fletcher telling he was on podcast. I can't remember which podcast. And after the '96 prelim, because Sheedy's just batted everybody. Yeah, you know where were you? You weren't punching. You got beaten by your man. He goes, he went through everyone. And he goes, and then he just launched into Steve Alessio. He goes, you got beaten by Stafford. You didn't put any body pressure on. Didn't do this, didn't do that. And then at the end, of the, they broke up. He goes to Fletcher and says, oh, can you believe the spray? I copped. And Fletcher goes, oh, just be quiet. You know, we all cop one. He goes, Sess didn't even play in the game. He <laughs> just had his tracksuit on, pulled up a chair post-game to kind of be with the group. Yeah. And Sheedy's just gone through. He didn't play. He goes, but he copped the big, he copped the biggest. Sorry, sheets. <laughs> I, I would be half a mind to go. Well, it's the famous the Ross Lyon thing with Pav. Ruin your career. Put your head up and go sheets. Maybe privately, just go mad and fucking play in the game. What are you doing? But the, the Ross Lyon one with Pav, when he had a go at him because he had a shower and changed his jumper at halftime, and he said, "You're immaculate. Look at you." Not knowing that he'd changed his, he put a fresh Guernsey on and like. <laughs> It's fresh like, for a reason. I think we've spoken about it, but I think <laughs> it was the, uh, the upward jaw that there's, was. Uh... There's probably a bit of sportsman's night in it as well, but I think like Pav sort of recognised what you're trying to do here. We haven't had a good half. I'll cop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't say anything, but I'll cop it. But after the fact, mate. Yeah, like I've had a shower, <laughs> and I've had a change of jumper. Uh, Tim, before we move on to the idiot to my left. We need to double back around to one of the biggest news stories out of last week's show, and that was your uh, birthday cake. Yes. Um, are you going to thank me now for ensuring you got the cake you wanted? Or <laughs> Well, by extension, absolutely yes. Yep. Um, I, I think with Elise, my petulance. She, she felt the, Elise felt the pinch. There was yeah, no my, doubt about My it. petulance was rewarded, and she ultimately said, well, okay, I won't make him a packet mix cake. And so she made one from scratch. And it was terrific. We all really enjoyed it. 
worked really well on Anzac Day because I had family around Tuesday. Can I stop you here? This was on Anzac Day. Fabian sent an extremely concerning image to the group chat <laughs> to counter your image of the cake that had been made. Yes. Uh, it was not a flattering comparison. I'm sure the cake was delicious, but the Mississippi mud cake emerged on the text thread. That was not a Mississippi mud cake. Well, that's what they sell at the cheesecake shop. What? The shitty cake? No, no, no. The one that's that... exactly what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the proper the cake that you coveted emerged on the text thread, and yes. I immediately thought, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the show on Netflix? <laughs> My kids love it. It's called. That's not cake. No, it's um. Is that the one you're talking about though? Oh, it's the one where they reveal. Um, oh, I can't remember. The name will come to me. It's like it, they basically they, they do a cake, and then they have to replicate it. And oh, then right, they yeah. reveal it, and it's like a, like a turd. <laughs> next, it's like next Homer week. Simpson's barbecue. Oh. So in the end, sorry, while well, we digress, um, but in, in, the my, end, in the end, Elise cracked. She cracked, and she made me a cake from scratch. She took the no. She cracked twice, technically. Yeah, she and cracked then the with next the packet day, mix. She bought me the Mississippi mud cake yeah. from the cheesecake yeah, shop. Yeah, because I think she was taking. Two a, cakes. I think she was taking a bit of the temperature online. When Kath and Kath had obviously Kath backed me up and said, pro- "If the boy wants the mud cake, give him the mud cake." There'd very, be listeners very yelling at their radios. It's called nailed it, which is funny because very often isn't nailed. Does it. anyone nail it? Yeah. <laughs> so they, it's obviously concealed, and then they go nailed it, and it's just this piece <laughs> of <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> um, that sounds like a classic Netflix show that would have been pitched it. by some guy walking past an office. But what about we have got idiots this... making cakes from memory? But they've got this guy, Jacques, who's obviously... It's going to run for 14 and a half he's a seasons. a French... What do they call him? Uh, pastry chef, whatever yeah. the French word what, for that what, is. What do they... It's I think a, it's a pastry chef. And, um, there is a word for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and what, what about Jock Zanofrio or whatever his I name is? I fucking knew you were going to mention this, Tim. Well, I don't, uh, I don't especially watch it, but the man's 46, so... That's that's a young that's a young man. As soon as we away. started talking about cakes, I just thought I, oh. did, I heard the name on the radio, but didn't know who Tim's it was. Yeah. Now that I've just googled man. it, it's like fucking hell. Well, fitting tribute on the Prendergast. Well, there you go. Yeah, tell us the story. Let's shift away from death and get back <laughs> to the story about your wife cracking under the pressure and buying you the cake. Yep. Well. Didn't we just – so she cracked. She made a beautiful cake. And as I you said – You keep saying this, Tim. You, you, you keep on saying it doesn't look stellar. It tasted amazing. So well, ab- the, the Mississippi mud cake looked stellar and was probably very tasty. If I had my choice between the two, I'd take the oh, homemade don't cake. Lie. Fuck off. Don't lie. No, nah, you're taking the piss now. No, I'm just – Elise is a good cook. But, so why bother with the Mississippi mud cake at all then, Tim? Tim, she doesn't listen. No, she doesn't listen. Kath, do not, do not reveal the he secrets won't, of Kath the pod. Kath won't rat you out. Kath's on your team, surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly. An unexpected ally. <laughs> but, but of interest, this Sunday is Elise's birthday. So happy birthday to Elise for Sunday. And what shit cake are you making? No, I'm going to make a white chocolate and raspberry cheesecake from scratch. That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Well, apparently it takes like six hours. So just uh, buy the cake. The cake no, no, is readily available, already it, made I'm by a professional. It, I'm doing it out of love. This is going to be a cake. It, it might look like a nailed it cake, and I'll send you a photo, Fabian. But uh, that's what's coming. I think if you found a fossilized turd in the backyard and put it on the plate, it would look no different. Ah, uh, it's the Podfather. <laughs> 
he's wearing his number uh, 13 jumper. He's had it in mothballs <laughs> since Yaron retired or was retired or had his dalliance with ice. How are you feeling for Baganoush? Buenos Aires, I'm feeling good. This music is... I texted you this and you gave me nothing for it. Um, I've been Look, watching... He's incredibly high maintenance on the text lately, Tim. I have been... You're really fucking needy. I gave it, I gave it a wide berth because you shit-canned it. You're real needy. Oh, I the have, offer. Yeah, I mate. watched the offer yeah, and yeah. I've really enjoyed it. You know who was meant to be in the offer? Fun fact. Podcast favourite, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. And he was replaced was by Miles Teller. But Miles Teller, isn't he like a producer? Yeah, yeah. So Army Hammer was meant to be... He was in Was Teller still going to be the producer? No. Teller replaced him when Army Hammer became a cannibal and was <laughs> being sexually inappropriate with... Um, so they never had a producer on board? the fuck are you talking about? Miles Teller is a producer of the show isn't as he, well. Isn't he in the show? Yes. Yeah, no, they would have just given him a, a jerk-off producer credit for being on the show. Because he plays the producer. Yeah, they would have just given him Army he Hammer. Plays Hammer Ruddy, and I reckon he does a good job. So it was meant to be Army Hammer. Wouldn't have worked. Well, who cares? No one would have known the difference. Um... Do you want to tell the listeners about that really thirsty, inappropriate-looking portrait you've got of Blake Akers up in the office? What, the Men for All Seasons yeah, one? Yeah, like a shirtless <laughs> Jesus. Had that specially commissioned. I, I haven't gone – I haven't said anything out of turn here, mate. He's just he's, – he's in some good form. He's one of our better players, and I've acknowledged as such, and all of a sudden you somehow want to deny Blake – the adulation that I'm I'm pouring out, I don't know why. Do you want me to save you from fumbling over yourself? I there? don't give a shit. Um, do we want to talk about? Are Acres you going to just apologise? What am I apologising for? You said he's and now he, this is he's verb, playing this is okay. Okay, faint praise. That's a it's faint praise, and people picked up on it very quickly. We, we'll and I said this, Timbo, and Let's I don't care. Season. They'll come for me on Twitter, and I don't care because I don't check it that often. They won't come for you on but Twitter. You, no, no, you've got your little. I call them the budgies, right? They're like your little clique, your Hamish You've Stones. You've got fucking Club of Ganoush. And your fucking Rises one, whatever his name is. And they're all – actually, he was more on my side this time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, got, I got one guy. Right, you got you got this little you got this little clique of fucking jerk-offs who just absolutely agree with everything you say because, oh, it's Sean. No, because they see through the bullshit. And you know what else me and Timbo have picked up on? That you love the like button on anything that agrees with your stance. Why wouldn't I? But you don't. But then you read the thread and you think, oh, actually, that's not a fair snapshot. Of, yeah, but what uh, about you? You don't engage with anyone who disagrees with you at all. No, no, there's nothing to disagree you don't even, with. You don't Every, even reply. I, allow, I allow the room to breathe no, you and don't. have their opinion. Please. Let's go through. I'm happy to so, discuss Blake Akers. I'm happy to discuss his form, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. Round one. How, do you, well, how would you appraise his performance I in round one? I said he it was he, quiet. It was very quiet yeah. and. Dropped a mark at the end of the game, which could have won us the game. Yep. I would say that's less than okay. Yep. I think yep. his performance on the night yep. was on the wrong side of okay. Yep. 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 And just for clarity, okay doesn't mean shit. No, no. Okay doesn't mean terrible, abject, <laughs> disastrous, mm. bad. But it's okay. Above okay doesn't mean absolutely outstanding, Brownlow, all Australian form either. You, okay. You, okay. Went, you went a lot higher than just okay. Anyway. Right. Round two, round two against Geelong, he was very good. One of the best on the ground. Yep. He was very good. Very good. There you go. Yep. Round three, hmm. had the shoulder issue against GWS. He, he battled on. Thank – oh, my God. I was going to say, for someone whose shoulder was – He battled on, but – Taped on. Fair being fair. Largely ineffective. Oh, stop it. He was heroic. 
What, do, no, I no. nominated him for the SI. He, yeah, but he the, was, but you nominated him for the SI not on what he was actually delivering on the field, he, the, but for his fortitude in overcoming the injury. Because that's instead fine. of putting us a player down, this bloke battled through injury yeah, and, and he pain. Was okay. No, he's not okay. There was that, that that was a gallant, gallant effort, and he deserves more than just an okay. Next no, no, round. He was okay. Next round. Okay. Because of his injury, he was limited. Prior to his injury, he was one of the best on the ground. And then after that, it was like, I can't believe he's still going in for contests yeah. as hard as he was. He was okay. No. Nah. Round th- uh, four, he didn't play. He was suspended. Yep. Mm-hmm. Round five, it was a dirty night for us over in Adelaide. Yep. Uh, I think he had 23. He kicked a goal. I think that's on the – I think that's okay. That's, but the, the, that's the game where I'll say he was okay. He was on the, he was on the okay side. He was on yep. the up, above side of okay. Yep. Yep. But he was still – he was okay. Yep. Saints. Uh, I don't think we got bang for buck. I think he had a lot of the ball. Oh, I think it was very good. It was it was back. It was forward. He was running. His didn't do anything, mate. He was taking marks. How do we do we, our... did we benefit from this in any mate, meaningful way? He needed seventeen other players to come with. No, him. absolutely, he did. He wasn't right. alone. He was not David Caruso. Yeah. We had a dirty night, but he was again. And he had a lot weekend, of the ball. I don't think he used it t- tremendously he well. He Did have thirty six disposals and eleven. He marks. was he was our best player. And what did we get? What was the sum product of we that? Were, yeah, but we were probably we more were than coll- okay. We were collectively a little not bit very more. Good. It wasn't good. No, no. You wouldn't walk away from he that going, a- "Fuck, he was good." No, he was very good. No, nah, Chera yeah, was he, very good. Right. And Acres on the weekend, Acres was nowhere near as good as Chera that night. And on the weekend, nowhere near as he good. was probably our third best player. Yeah, on yeah, the weekend right. he was good. Uh, by my reckoning, he's played two. So that's a lot of better than good games. Geelong and Saturday night. He's played a poor game in round one. He's played an okay game in round three. He's played an okay game in round five. And in round six, we can split hairs. I thought whilst he had a lot of the ball, he wasn't terribly impactful. I'm willing to skew that to the positive side of okay. So he's on the good side of okay. You know what that fucking equals? Okay. No. No, that's no, more than okay. He's balanced out no. to be all no, right. No, he's above this okay. This is his career he's averages. He's balanced out to be – he's had his career averages. All right as, as self-designated referee, he is better than no, okay. You look at this. Round one, poor. Round two, good. Round three, okay. Round four, didn't play. Round five, okay. Round six, eh, all right. And round seven, good. So more good than less than good. No, and it's the everything same amount. Okay. It's the same amount of good no, as, no. as okay. No, two good, one bad. And poor. Yeah, poor. So the poor one, that's – He had one poor one. So he's above yeah, but okay. No, no, but even in his no, poor he's games. Not. He was Because he's had two okays, Correct. one poor, two goods. So the, and, oh, it's the three so okays, the, actually. So he's had three okays, a poor, and two goods. But the two goods are better than the poor and might take it higher than, higher than Sean, okay. Sean, And even that, you're just keeping – he's been very good. Now, I'm just going to give you Blake Akers' – You know that there's a pretty big difference between career what you're saying hold and on, what I'm on. saying. Hold on. And, and, I, and I didn't want to be good. petulant. I didn't want to be petulant and, and do a career comparison – or last year, 2022 comparison with our number one winger, because I don't want to bring this into a, a Lockie Bryan, a Lockie Bryan, Lockie O'Brien versus Blake Akers thing. That's fine. Because it's not. You can, you can if you want to. I don't care. So, I'm, not, I'm not benchmarking him against anyone else. Okay. So he was above. So disposals. Dis- don't right, no, fucking no. mention disposals, mate. Hold on. Last no. week we had the four or five top, top right. of disposal on, on the ground, listen. and it amounted to the zero. Average, this is, hold on. Pr- prior to his Carlton stint, 18. Was his average at Carlton twenty six disposals? How's he using right? it? Hold on, like he's, he's gone he's, from four point three marks a game to seven point seven marks a game. That's elite. Have you not noticed him marking around the ground? He's got a yeah. great set. And of then hands. I've noticed him Hold kicking on. back fucking sideways to the other end of the ground. Kicking back. Have you noticed? Well, funny that he kicks backwards because that's negative meterage. <sighs> he's gone from four hundred and forty meters gained per game yep. at Fremantle, which ranked him 39th in the league. Not too bloody bad. 
You're obsessed with metres gained. To 486, he's our number one so, ranked sorry, meter. What was his metres gained at Frio? 440. 440. And what's it now? 486. So the extra eight kicks, extra eight disposals Hold are getting him five metres a touch, are they? Hold on. So he's ranked 14th in the competition. That's not a great improvement, Chan. And he is his ranked, extra eight disposals are worth 40 metres. He's ranked eighth amongst midfielders. For what? Meters gained. Meters gained in the league. Yeah. Sean. You, you, he you, is you, moving you, you the ball. You've completely nega- you've completely ignored what I just said. No, no. We so are extra a team, eight disposals we're a week. Struggling to move the ball. Extra eight disposals a week are worth five meters a touch. No, it's five meters tacked on to all the other ones as well. He is moving it up. Look, he's our number one rank, our number one ranked meters game player. No one else is moving the ball up and down the ground better I, than Blake Akers. I don't give a shit. We spoke about metres oh, game last week. Let's all just fucking handball sideways. Oh, we're moving. It's well, like clearly he's the that's only what, one clearly, moving it. Well, clearly he's handballing at like a 45-degree angle sideways because you want an extra five metres You're the touch. only one who would say you would love it if he got injured and wasn't playing. When have I ever said that? Because you have to, you're not acknowledging the impact he's having on our team. I said he's had an okay no, year. he's not had an okay year. He has, though. He's had a very good year. I don't give a shit about metres gained. Last week, as Tim discredited metres gained. He's unsurprisingly shtum in this on our B, in Last our BNF, week, he basically said metres gained can be a little bit... Uh. I've got him third in our BNF right now. Well, he probably would be because he's doing a lot of stuff. This is like when people used to discredit Lockie Plowman having good BNF finishes. It's the same thing. Clearly, the coaches really like what he's doing. Blake Akers is doing a hell of a lot more than Lockie Plowman has ever done. Come on, mate. We've had no wingers for four years. We've had a very big vacancy. Um, But I'm not comparing him from zero versus Blake. I'm I'm saying he's slotted in there. He's stepped up and he's providing us with far, far better wing play than we've had in a long time. That doesn't make it outstanding just because it's better than what we've had, though. He's been a valuable addition and he was was added for a reason. He hasn't been a valuable addition. He's been okay. He's been better than okay. I would rank him in the upper half of wingers in the league. At the moment. So you would rank him so... He's been playing better than Hugh McCluggage, who was an absolute jet. So assuming, well, he doesn't... Does he play strictly wing? Yeah. Predominantly. I would say... So basically you're saying that Blake Akers, how many wingmen there are in the competition, out-and-out wingmen? There'd be about 20 to 30. Maybe 15? No, out-and-out wingmen. Absolute out-and-out. They're not just pinch hitting there. They're not just rotating right. off a half forward or half yeah, back. Yeah, but hold play. on. He's also not camped down on the wing Craig Bradley style. It's very different position these days. This guy's running up. How many marks is he, he taking? Sorry, 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 sorry. Craig Bradley's one of the greatest wingmen of sorry, all time. Sorry, you're not, you're not, you're not going there to compare Blake. No, 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 no I'm not. I'm seven-time All Australian. No, 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 games no. record holder. Craig but Bradley's not running into the back pocket taking marks either. It was a different role they had to play. Blake Akers, you're saying out-and-out wingman. There's no such thing anymore. This so why are you bringing pre- him up then? Because no, this guy's patrolling one side of the ground absolutely phenomenally. He's back, he's forward, he's kicking goals. Come on, mate. His marking is rated elite. He's marking. He's, how, how many of these marks? You've got to acknowledge that this bloke is better then what? Okay. No. On the weekend he was. Do you know what you are? On the weekend he was. And people t- will, will say, agree with me, all right? It won't come on Twitter because they're a bit scared you'll, you'll ban them. Well, you certainly wouldn't have right. this opinion on Twitter because this is a fucking first for everyone to hear you actually have a strong position on anything. No, no. I have an opinion and I, if I want to share an opinion, I'll use this platform and I'll use Twitter. Me bagging Pitto 
which I'm happy to discuss tonight since you raised it publicly, it's, 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 it's a totally different issue. No, it's not. It's the same no, issue. No, that, there's a difference between private... Mate, do we want to start saying everything we say privately? What about the Carlton Football Club? No, about anything. Well, that would be probably very minimal on context if yeah. you wanted to just open things up. We'd be, oh, off, we'd be off the platform I quicker think, than... Uh, I think you'd probably be in more trouble than me, to be just to be fair. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know about that. I can go off. But so the point I'm making here hold is... Hold on, no, no. no point, on the weekend, Blake Akers look, had a very good game. I've said my piece. I reckon, and I think most people would agree with me, that he's had a better than okay... Season. I think, I think he's had look a at very. The raw, I think if you look at the raw, if you no, I think you're subjectively looking at some no, data. If you objectively I've raised look data at it, that you've said, oh, I don't care about that. Why don't you care? Because the argument doesn't because stack numbers, up. Because numbers are not all. I'll give you an example of my hobby horse, Paddy Dow. Well, not this part, the past week, week ago, we had 40 something. In the reserves, Sean. Yeah, can you Blake let me Akers would have 75 finish? in the reserves. Can you let me finish? Do you ever let me finish? Well, I've let you finish several times already in this conversation, haven't I? Paddy Dow had 40 last week, two weeks ago now in the twos. I thought his game the week before was better and he had 30. Yeah, that's fine. So this idea that... Yeah, but Blake oh, Akers has passed the Tim, eye test, mate. I'm going to have to mute you in a second because I'm trying to get a point across. But you're not letting me get my point across. Say everything you've got to say and then Blake I'll Blake Akers has passed the eye test, regardless of stats, as being a better than okay player this season. You're the only person who doesn't see that and a couple of your little budgies. That's it. Timbo, do you agree or disagree that he's been better than okay? He's been better than okay. Thank you. You have nothing more to add? No. Okay, so I'm going to be able to talk yeah. uninterrupted. All you're going to say is some bullshit that You just that interrupted reveals... me. I literally no, no, got But all you're going to say is something that then goes, so he's been just okay. That's not saying he's had a bad season, but he's been <laughs> just okay. That's what it is. You think he's been okay? I think he's been better than okay. That's, that's all it. you got to say? Yeah, that, that's it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So the point we're trying to make here is you conveniently go to stats. Stats aren't no, all... No, no, what... no. I said the eye test. Don't say... Don't put words in my mouth. I said the eye test. All right, I'll shut up. I'm going to mute you. Can you talk for me, Tim? Yeah, I can. There you are. <laughs> Fabian is muted just for the sake of this segment. You can't say you're just using the eye test because you've used stats. You've used many stats to try to illustrate and support your point. So you can't then turn around and say, I'm not using stats, I'm not relying on stats, because you are. It's, it's ridiculous to suggest that you are not. Statistics in and of themselves can be and are very rubbery. When you say that, like we said earlier, I thought you were going to say he's averaging 600 metres gained. So he's gone from 440 to 600. You go, well, that's significant. That's an entire length of a football field with an extra eight disposal. You'd be going, that is significant. It's 40 fucking metres with eight more disposals. You're going, how many of those disposals there are a little bit junky or less than offensive? I want my wingman, if he's getting the ball 25 times, that number in and of itself is quite good. The kick he executed on the inside, which set up a goal on Saturday night, is what I want to see Blake Akers doing. He has not done it. Anywhere near regularly enough. Yes, he finds space. Yes, he takes marks. Yes, he opens the field up on occasion. But how often has he been prepared in 2023 when he has been given the opportunity, when he has been given the ball, when he has been given space, when he has been given a lead, an option inside or down the line, how many times this season has he hit that option? Been prepared to. Experienced player, 125-odd games of experience. He's been brought in to fill a gap and fill a need immediately. And I think that, but for games against Geelong, 
And on Saturday night against the Eagles, in which he was very, very good and played very, very well for us, he's been okay. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been, apart from the Richmond game where I thought he was, he was quite poor on the night. I was pretty disappointed with his performance there. I think he finished with mid-teens disposals. He looked nervous. Yep. Apart from that, he hasn't been bad. I haven't walked away from a game going, geez, that was pretty poor from, from Akers tonight. But I haven't walked away from a game, like maybe the Geelong one, going, geez, he really gave us some run. He really carried the ball. He really used his skills. He hit targets. He opened the play up. I don't think he's done that. But his recruitment has been a success so far I'm this season. Did I, no, have no, I, have no. I at any stage, Tim, I'm, said I'm, that he's, he no, has I'm not just, been a success? I'm providing context have to I the debate. Any sta- have I at any stage put a line through him to say no, that he can't be good no, or hasn't I'm, been good? But I'm making the point. And I, and I think as a result, saying that he's been better than okay is a reasonable stance to take. And the faint praise of saying that he's only been okay, I think, and, and still trying to stick fat with that as a stance, I just think you're discrediting the man a little bit. I just think that there's a you're unmuted now, Fabian, because we had to go so far as to do that. Um, I just think, I said it last week, People love the shiny new toy, the shiny new recruit. It doesn't matter if they're a first-year player or an established mature-age recruit. The idea is that this guy's going to come in and immediately we're better. Fabian was saying that after the practice game against Collingwood, and I was like... All I said was he he, was was I'm going to say it again. He was spacing out and giving us... He was... Was he was that game. word. He was okay. And Fabian's going, oh, what a pickup. What a get. No, no. He's just unlocked the field. And you're going, no, he's No, he's but when you've, played, when you've played without a winger, I was like, yeah, thank God. We've got something. Do you think there's stuff. an element of that? Do you think there's an element in your... How many times was he wide and allowing Jesse Motlop to run through a channel? Along? And against, I haven't in the, seen it in, in the, the season yet because I don't know. So is that not disappointing? Not from him, Sean. The whole team is playing. No, no, but is that not disappointing? You just said, I love seeing something that he did in a practice game eight weeks ago when we haven't and seen no one's it in the season him. yet. No, but no one's you going. No, I'm, I was referring to the Motlop um, influence. Running through, using the channels that Blake is creating by playing wide. I think, look, that's your opinion. He's okay. I think you are no, grossly no, 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 understating. No, 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 no. That's fine. No, you're grossly understating his impact. Again. That's fine. I, you're saying, I'm not saying how often okay. does he take the kick? How often does he. Who has? Well, he's there to do it, Fab. That's Who, what he's there in the team to do. The other 17 blokes have to play their role, sure. Yeah, but not if he's spacing the field and occupying right. the space out where, wide, which where stretches would you the field. Have him ranked? He's got the ball. He's getting those 26 touches. He's got those eight more touches a week. Where would you have him in Sean's BNF? Uh, obviously, I haven't thought about it. Roughly. just I'm not going to hold you to disc- it. Oh, look, to be honest, I think he would be higher than this because I think the coaches would like no, what no, he's no, doing. No, 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 in yours. I don't I, care what the coaches think. I'm qualifying it by saying I think the coaches at the moment would have him higher than I have him mm-hmm. because they, it's like anything, politics in footy, target him, new player, brought to the club. He's been given his favourable role out on the wing. Oh, he's recruited to be a wing. Yeah, I think he'd be in the top seven or eight at the moment depending on how generous they've been in the weeks in which his impact has been somewhat nullified. A team sitting 4-2-1, and one, and if you're in the top eight, I think you've had better than okay season. I think you've, you, you've had an impact better than okay. I don't think the team's had a better than okay year. The team's just going. Just going. So if the team's just going, how are its best players playing? Would they be just going? I think I think you're, you're just... M- Muddying the that wry smile from Tim suggests I might have snookered you a little bit there. There's no, no, please. So if the team's just we're going, playing eight, we're playing eight ball, and you're trying to to hide the white behind. No, stuff. but yeah, it's a question. If the team's just going, that would 
the reason you would suggest then that its best players, its prime movers, are no, just but, going. No, no, hold on. But Patrick Cripps has had a good season. Charlie Curtis had a good season. It's yeah, just, Charlie, Charlie's, as a collective, Charlie's as, as, a, as a group, as a group, and this includes Blake, it includes I think Cripps Charlie, being, it, it includes Adam Cherry. Collectively, we are not in sync at the moment. That doesn't mean Adam Cherry's had a phenomenal year. He's, he's had the best seven weeks that he's been at the Carlton Football Club. He hasn't had a phenomenal year. He's been Adam very Chera, good. Been very good. Yeah, there's a difference between being very good and being phenomenal. Hey, in a dog your, spe- your fucking spectrum is he's all been over the very shop. Good. Your spectrum is like I can't get my head straight. The weekend was the best game he's played for the club. He was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, he was fantastic. Right. But he's been very good all year. Um, been, no, Adam I think, I think you've got a little bit of recency year. bias. I think his last couple of weeks his have, last been, two have been very have been good. very very good. I think prior to that he was good. Yeah, but his last two have been finished off very very. He finished off the back end of last year. Pretty good too. He's probably his best game was the Collingwood game. Yeah. Yep. So, so the point I'm trying to make here is that you're. So when you're, you say the shiny new toy, I think there is the shiny new toy. No, because people came for Adam Chera early last year. I thought he was going to do. Yada, no, yada, yada, it, took yada. A, it took a there, little there while. Was, I think, might have even been David King came for him about three or four weeks ago and was saying that he was underperforming, or but, it might have been then, Kane Corns. But even then, I think the praise was he's not bad. He's not being bad, playing bad football. It's just yep. can we be getting more from him? Correct. And that's exactly my position with Blake Akers. He's not playing bad footy. He's playing his role for the team. Well, he's I, been a good pickup. I, I think, think we can. I think you made a good point before saying um, the kick that he showed in the was it late. That no, was second quarter, wasn't it? The second quarter kick where he went through the corridor and hit whoever it was that he hit. It led to the Jack goal. Yeah, but that might have been Walshy. I that, don't know. that is the that's the kick. That's the kick. That's the kick that we've not had all season. But it also, yeah. hold on, it requires someone to be there to kick it. Oh, to. Totally. People are there, for and, that. And, People and, that, are and that's about there. and that's about work rate to be able to find it. And it's also about the desperation to make sure the guy who has been targeted by the kick does his job. And make sure that he marks the ball. Following on from that, and I know Sean's and not got a, fumble. another great episode that he's written for us. But <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go so soon on that. Um, I think it's just okay. <laughs> we taking that kick on a ground like Optus. You can do. You can do. And I, I, the better performances we've had, and we haven't had a complete performance apart from the weekend, which is really hard to judge how. Yeah, there's an asterisk right? next to it, no doubt. That once we've got a bit more space, we're a bit more proactive and, and, and willing to take those inside kicks and those ones we are a little bit have a little bit more dare about us. And then we get on the track, the faster track of Marvel, where they say it's a faster track, and we slow right down. Now, I think it's a space issue that we somehow feel more confident with that perceived extra bit of leeway I, I that think, you're afforded on a bigger ground. I think as a general rule, I think it's probably we, don't, to, um, we don't trust our skills enough. So, so whether we lack skill or we don't trust it, too many people are not going for the riskier kick. I thought, and, and again, we're going to get into a lot of it as we move forward, Brody Kemp has always been a guy that has taken a risky kick. and He needs to stop doing that well, immediately. I, I, I think we, he stuffed up one. You know what Brody Kemp's got a really good? He's got a nice boot up the line. He does. Use I, it. I think he's I think he's I think he's a smart footballer and he understands how the modern games gets gets played and us deploying. And a very him good set of moment. hands. Very good. And and he goes for his marks. Mm. He he plays confident football and we've often said some of our guys that have come in off a bit of a break have lacked that. He looks dare. a lot thinner. 
He lo- he's dropped. He looks some, fitter. He looks, looks fitter. fitter. A lot yeah. fitter. So what we're going to do? We're going to bump Millionaire to the back of the show because right. we're, wow. we're running. We're running long. Can in you, the can, first can segment you, with uh, Blake Acres? Can you please? Well, that was always going to happen. <laughs> let me know. Am I involved in any way? Am I going to be used? Even even just. A phone a friend. We give me ten seconds. No, out of spite, I'm I'm cutting you from most of the segments tonight. <sighs> um, ratings and reviews. The reviews are pretty much dried up, but uh, we're getting some nice ratings, which is always good. So if you are a listener and haven't left a review, please do. Or if you're a newbie, uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review wherever you do enjoy the show, because it does help us uh, very much get some good traction and climb charts and exposure and all that stuff. So if you haven't rated us, please do. And, um, if you'd like to leave a review, please do as well. We generally read them out, whether they're good or bad. Um, Prenda DJ now, last week was Basket Case by Green Day, Leonard Puglia, Shannon E, Matt, uh, and Andrew Rogers. It's pretty obvious we're just Basket Case yep. in the now, aftermath of the Saints' I went, loss. I went back, and when I was doing the Prenda DJ 2021, I played Basket Case. The end of an episode once, so it, it is. A just give yourself a pat on the back, outstanding no, no, you, stuff. You've just you've, you've you've gone to the well. Um, I've got to say, but it's, I, a, it's a ripping tractor. Yeah. Is this Guns and Roses, the Gunners. Oh, is that the phone? Sorry. Now, all I was going to say is I Who's watched that? my cousin Teen Wolf. <laughs> I watched Simon's th- nickname is Woofer because he Scott. What was his uh, Hanson Scott? You're talking about the character Scott his mate was Howard Howard's. Scott Howard because his his father his mate's name was Styles. He had the greatest T-shirt of all time. What are you looking at, Dick Nose? <laughs> um, Scott Howard because his old man owned the Howard's Hardware Store. Yeah. Um, Open no, the door. All, all, all I was going to say was I watched the end of the St Kilda Port Adelaide game on Friday night. Yep. And was happy to see Port Adelaide win, but I could have vomited at the end of that. Because are they no longer Tim's power? No, 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 no. They're still Tim's power. No, always. Yeah, but but it was. Who can forget that <laughs> heady few months he worked for them? That was more than a few months. It was two years. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, do you ever Port Adelaide like anything? Well, what do just you a word of warning on the Twix as Tim said they may be a little stale. <laughs> okay. What well, what was your greatest contribution? Do you think to the Port Adelaide Football Club? Just frivolity. <laughs> No, no, do you robust think they, do you think they listened to anything you said? No, they did. I don't really. mean that disrespectfully. No, 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 like, I you know, sometimes you put get it that. this way: if I ever run into Blair now, he always says uh, Callum Ward. He goes, "You pumped up Callum Ward," and he goes, "You nailed it." The two thousand and seven draft was held on the twenty fourth of November. I'm going to tell this story. It was the wedding day or something, and he came in and said, "We got Cruiser." You've told the story before That's on the right. pod. Speaking but of going the back to the well, it, he said, "We got Cruiser," and I. Paint for a bit. I thought Don't he meant Port Adelaide. Adelaide at pick 16. <laughs> Whereas he meant we. He slid badly. <laughs> no, but all I was going to say about Port Adelaide was they did everything in that game that we weren't prepared to do against St Kilda and they came up with a win. And you just sort of thought, we showed the football world what not to do. And and it's very easy and, to do. And no, and no, on, no one the wants power. the Monica. <laughs> power and the power. Kelly, Kelly, anti-Carlton. Kelly yeah. is a very – Kelly loves – I wouldn't say she's a big Port Adelaide, but she will always tip Port Adelaide. She loves the song. I know, she's got this little love affair with Port Adelaide. She loves the song. Yeah, yeah she does. It's weird. All right, we're going to move on now. Um, we've got our first uh, subject about the game at hand from Saturday night. Got the heading, Roll Reversal. 
All right, I'm just getting rid of that Milky Way. <laughs> I was going to say. It's got a little bit, you know, just. You know what you can hear that? It's caught in the back of the. Just getting rid of some residue. In the gullet. Would really, you like some water? You know what I would like? I would like them to. Uh, who makes these? Mars? There would be. Because they're in. Um, with Snickers and Twix Snickers. And, in Mars. Yeah. Well, who makes them? I would like them to bring back the vanilla and strawberry varieties. Oh. You were happy with them, were you? Oh, they were really nice. And there was something else called a Mars Red, which was basically just white whipped nougat or whatever they want to call it. Without the caramel. With, but with the caramel. So that was it. It was, it was like a Mars bar, but just with white whipped and a bit of caramel in it. Unbelievable. You have very childlike tendencies, don't you, in oh. your food? Mate, you're the man that coveted a Mississippi mud cake all week for his birthday. No, he, it's he a bit is weird correct. that you're pointing not, fingers at anyone. No, 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 it's, it's, it's just no, an observation. Don't, don't, don't mean that in a nasty way. Like, you, you wouldn't appreciate a like a degustation at a like a high end restaurant. You'd rather just have a, a more of a stock standard meal. Do you want me to go early on my Johnny Raincloud? <laughs> is it about? It's about coffee culture. What about it? Coffee's so, the foulest drink out. Yeah, because and I don't, I, and I don't understand. Like <laughs> and I don't understand how people, particularly like strong coffee, I don't understand it's, how, it's, how people love it. It's just it's so bitter and just. Ugh. Not all coffee is bitter. Do you do anchovies? No, love Absol- an anchovy. Absolutely. You would, do you do olives? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the most un-Italian thing, but I love on a pizza, pineapple, pineapple. and anchovies because the. Yeah, the, the sweet saltiness and the, and the salty. And the, oh. the whole, I've never understood the the a napolitana f- with pineapple and anchovies. It's a Tony special. Mm. Is uh, it's brilliant. I've never understood the opposition to pineapple on a pizza. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't well, get why it's, it's such just, a hot button topic. Well, it's just traditionalist <laughs> say because yeah, po- pineapple a, is delicious. A, a pizza yeah. is. And when you put, like you mentioned there, you get the, the mix of, you know, the, for the palate, yeah. Yeah. you get the mixes of whether it be like a bacon or, you know, the cheese with yeah. the sweetness. And yeah. it's, it's like it's a, it's a potpourri, if you will, but a pizza of very complementary flavours. It's such flavors. an individual thing. Well, you don't like pineapple on pizza? Don't have no, it. No, but yeah. this is the thing, Fab. Like the idea that a pineapple is the worst of the worst things you could ever mm. imagine being on a mm. pizza when you're like, it's actually like, what I love about it is when people argue with it, Hawaiian, you know, tropical, whatever they want to call it, would be one of the most popular varieties of pizza. The yeah. idea that no one eats it, no one likes it. Here. It's freakish. Mm. People mm. always go, oh, yeah, they don't do it in Italy. They have Their pizzas are very different. Aren't they governed by law? Oh, the, the, the margarita and all that. Yeah. But it's a very different type of cuisine. Also in Italy, they don't have milk in their coffees. You know what else they don't do in Italy Especially, terribly uh, often? Bathe. <laughs> oh. What was that? <laughs> Slider. You stink. You stink. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we just are we gonna just before we get into the juicy? The Mate, when we talk, oh, wins are boring to talk about. I know. But I'm waiting for the bangers. We're gonna get because people three. get like fucking. It's like Arsenal. Are I'm joking gonna... here. I love talking about wins, but it's that Arsenal fan TV where people people love vitriol and anger and fire and brimstone, and when you win, there's sort of none of that. There's a guy called. I don't. I like unless it. it's a win out of turn. No, no. There's well, a guy an called, unexpected win. You get up and about for absolutely. A bloke called Expressions, who is the Tottenham Hotspur equivalent, obviously not to the scale that Robbie's built Arsenal fan TV. Is he the guy on who's doing the overlaps lately? And he, he just could he be. does a lot of talk, and it's sort of veering on annoying. Yeah, but even like we, we'll, Tottenham will concede a goal, like you're one nil down, and he's losing his shit. Like he, he, you could tell what he's trying to do and generate 
clicks and views. Oh, look at this bloke losing it, blah, blah, blah. But what he did say is when they lost to... Newcastle? Um, no, when Arsenal lost to City, he's like, Robbie's just going to be making millions off this. <laughs> because it's better for Robbie when Arsenal lose. People are or angry. Or capitulate and stuff and are angry. Exactly. And they haven't been that way for most of this year. Well, he might get the best of both worlds because it kind of fr- looks like they're going to fritter the title away. Yeah, so so it could be yeah, some problems. Done. All right, we're going to talk now about role reversals. I don't know how we got talking about pizzas. Sorry, can I just finish? Can I, can I congratulate you on your winning point yesterday? Well done. Steel side bottom. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't understand how, how much you look like steel side bottom, it's, it's incredible. It, it honestly, you do look like him. If you would allow us to take a photo of you without the the Buffalo Bills hat, the long-awaited Buffalo Bills hat, people would say, "Yeah, I see it." He has a redder beard, though, doesn't he? Who? Steel? No, Sean. Sean, old red beard. <laughs> you reckon this is red? I reckon you're fucking colorblind. I you've, am colorblind. Yeah, yeah, you've said a few things recently. Red, 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 just... Reddy brown. You got a, yeah, light, a lighter brown though. It, I wouldn't say it's red. And it's starting to get a bit grey down, I, down, I down the guts. Would you say it's red? No. No. You know what I've got? He, now they're gone grey, but they, these, used, these used to be. <laughs> apart from that, and, um, <laughs> eight. <laughs> oh wow, that went um, dark. Yeah, like around the chin. No, they were always orange. Yeah, okay. I have a yeah a rusty mo. Yeah, you're you're a you've got that Irishman. Yeah, I feel like you know Le Chief when he goes, "Can we play poker now?" Yeah, everyone's ordered their drinks. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> Everyone, play poker now. Somebody's in a hurry. Uh, hold the fruit. Um, <laughs> Why does he always talk like this? He, that feels like a, a note that they that he was working on Felix a character. Felix Leiter, whatever his name. Yeah, Felix Leiter. Felix. He was working on a character, and then they got back into the edit and went, "Fuck, he fucking speaks like this in the whole movie." <laughs> a brother from Langley. <laughs> we bring him in. <laughs> does it look like we need the money? <laughs> what a movie! I what love that movie. A movie, and you yet you hate it. No, 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 I'm not doing it to you. you need I was to, what, taking the piss, what, taking the piss. What, just to clarify, what do I say about Casino Royale? You like the movie, it's not a Bond. It's not a Bond movie. It's a very, very Which good movie. Which I don't movie. quite understand. I think it's the best of the Bond movies. It's a, but it's it's a great film. It's just not a very good James Bond movie because they've stripped all the Bondian elements out of it. I take your point. All right, we're going to finally fucking talk about this. Hold on, I'm going to set a marker. Very good. So, role reversal. Jesus Christ, it's been 46 minutes. One last thing. No, no, just, <laughs> um, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm not being glass half empty when we talk about the game and how it played out because I'm trying to actually have some perspective. We couldn't go over there and we couldn't play this version of the West Coast, West Coast Eagles and come back with a four or a five goal win. So we had to go over there. We had to be ruthless. We had to take what was in front of us. We had to make a struggling team pay. So it's a welcome result and it's always good fun to watch your team put it someone else to the sword and fucking we've watched uh, we've been on the receiving end plenty <laughs> in the last you know eight nine ten years so we know a thing or two about how it feels to to cop what we dished out so it's great to watch that but it also doesn't really answer any questions for us and both things can be both okay and true yep we had a great time watching the boys have a really good win a really solid win the game was never in any jeopardy they put their foot down they put their foot on the throat it doesn't really answer any questions we're really none the wiser about what it means heading into a good test against the Lions. Yep. So that can be the case. So in the end, we get our first 100-point win in 12 years, I think. It was our second biggest win over the Eagles. Um, 
just behind a 119-point win in 2001. Did we last beat by that much? Richmond. Was that one of the first games of the season? Well, no, it was like round 15. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember that game. We never had had a really massive, massive win. About 80 points in one of the round ones, yeah. That was the night Cousins did his hamstring, I reckon. Fev looked like he was about to murder him. Yeah. And then he popped his string and he, Fev was like like bearing down on him and Cuz does his string and then he, Fev kind of just obviously lets him go. But if the had it played out... I, he was laughing. I think he would have buried him. Yeah. Um, 2011 was my favourite game because that's the, the Chris Yaron out of bounds goal. Yeah. That was I a just love goal. that goal. God, I love Chris Yaron. Yeah. That's why they're number 13, probably. I thought he wore number 13 for Taylor Adams, but that's a whole other... Yeah. Oh, let's bring up the Collingwood thing. Keep going. You did message us frightening, frightened no, about no, no. Collingwood yesterday. Tim. I am not frightened. Tim. Admiration Tim. isn't fear. He's a Pies fan. He may like the Pies more than I appreciate GWS at the Oh, moment. please, Timbo. That's what I think. He doesn't didn't say anything on the text about Collingwood until they got to within a kick. Didn't say a word. I didn't say anything either. I just sent the eyes. And like, then what happened? Then they won. And then what happened? <laughs> then they you won. should have said we won. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, boys, how do we see it? Are we happy? Are we satisfied? Are we content? I don't necessarily think we learn anything about ourselves, um, but it really wasn't what Saturday was about. I um, think that's the perfect word, content. Because I don't think you can be – you can't really take too much out of it. We did what we needed to do. Tim sent a text that was kind of in my brain and then all of a sudden I read the text. I'm like, Timbo's on to it. Like – we have to win. We can't win by 40. Well, I think we're up by 40-something at half time. We can't yep. win by 50-something yeah. points. You know, or, or God forbid, less than 40. Have to win the second half. Was have to win the second yeah. And I'm like, absolutely. And then when it was on, it was like, fill your boots. Do it. it's, it's a game. Fill your boots. And we did. I've got the note here. I think it was Roy Hodgson who used this phrase. He was managing England at the time, if my memory is correct. And I can't understand anything that bloke ever said. Very waskily wapsy, you know, very, <laughs> very jowly. Um, but he said the phrase, they were playing a minnow nation in a, in a qualifier, so maybe in Estonia or a San Marino or someone like that. Moldova. Liechtenstein, potentially. And um, he said, well, just what is it? It was bring your straw to the water, was the phrase. Or, Fill your boots, bring your straw to the water. And the idea was be brutal. Be a bit selfish if you need to, but like this is an opportunity for you to, to score a goal or to maybe create a few or, you know, if you're going to be there or thereabouts, you're a really good chance tonight. We're going to play well. We're going to win. You're a real chance. If you want to score some goals, you can. And I think that there was that attitude or what I liked at least was this is a chance to pile on the pain. Yep. You don't get them very often. We haven't had them in a very long time. What are you going to do with that opportunity? So I think Tim – did it feel a little bit like you mentioned after halftime winning the, the half? Did it feel a little bit like we actually weren't totally aware of how much better we were than them for much of the first half? We're comfortable. We've got this in control. We're pretty unf- unflustered here. And it almost felt like someone had to tell them, go and kill them. Yeah. Mm. We, we um, at times, were a little bit fumbly. We took our dangerous kicks on and we didn't get we didn't take full toll all the time west coast when they got a turnover could move the ball quickly back the other way and we still just hung on defensively so we were keeping them out but it was like 
if you just take care of business a little bit more than what you're doing and get and, and really just start to break them, you can get a bit bloodthirsty here and really take full toll, which we've we've never been we've never been a foot on the throat kind of a team yeah. at all. Well I've got the note. It speaks to the if that if that mentality or if that methodology was true, I'm not saying it is, it's just an observation. We haven't been that team for such a long time. And and we've like, been the ones getting spanked. Well and and moreover I think this time last year was when we put in the Port Adelaide and the Hawthorne performances and played really nice footy, footy that we always knew was, you know, in our wheelhouse. For us. And, and, and we just and we just didn't back it up. And, and, we just didn't and, have, and, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have the appetite. No killer. There was no killer instinct. We didn't have the appetite to go. Let's smash them. Like, I've got, I've got here, we'll double back. I've got a question for Fab in a sec. We'll double back around to it. But we've been happy for so long just to win yeah, because we right. came from a phase where we never won. Yeah, there, there wasn't enough arrogance to say, let's, no. let's butcher the, this mold. It's like, win it, just win the game because we never yeah. win. Yeah, so we just know a win. However we do it, we win. And as you say, it is a game with an asterisk, so it's really hard to take away in an 18-goal victory. Um, Carlton has taken a step forward because most teams would say, well, good sides should be doing that to West Coast. So you, you've taken full toll but we're not going to judge you on it. So the, mm. the vote is out and let's see what you do Friday night against Brisbane. So we needed to become or we needed to evolve beyond being the team that was just happy to win because we never won. Yep. Now into a team that when you get the chance, bury a side. Murder them. Because it's fleeting. <laughs> it's, it's fleeting. Yeah, it get is. This sort it's of rare. It's rare. And there's a couple of reasons why you want to do that because A, it builds confidence. Yes. B, it builds reputation. We spoke about how the failure to kill off Port and Hawthorne not only cost us a final spot in the end, but it actually cost us reputation. Absolutely. It cost us as a brutal Jesus if these guys were ragged on you. Create, it created reputation. That's that, exactly that, that right. was the worst thing, mm. yeah. But you know what else it does? And this is ultimately relatively unimportant. It settles a few scores. Oh, it does, absolutely. History is, is such a huge part of the game. And when you've been a whipping boy for so long, you know, like I hope in the aftermath that our coaches really stressed tonight was fun. Mm. Well, How much look, fun was it? We said it last week. Oh, it, the yep. St Kilda game, we did not, not look like we were having fun. No. And and the moment you, you lose the joy in what you're doing. You lose um, that nourishment of like 100%. guys got in on the act, you know, as the game wore on, bring your straw to the water, fill your boots, however you want to say it. They got that nourishment. And my hope out of the game ultimately is, well, hopefully winning in this manager scratches an itch. Yeah, totally. And it becomes addictive. Yeah. And it becomes... You play the edits, they would have played the edits, um, whether it be today or tomorrow, whenever they do their review, and it would have been a lot of great stuff to watch and the room would have been in a great mood. This is how you should want to win games when you can win them like this. Well, yep. the culture and belief that Fab's Pies has generated in the last mm. year and a half has been, that's been addictive and, and everybody watching the game knows Fab's Pies are in it up to their eyeballs the whole way through. Come on, the magpies. <laughs> Have you're, you ever an, played, you're an idiot. Have you ever played a game of rec anything? Basketball, futsal, doesn't matter. What do you mean? Rec. Let me finish the sentence. Sorry. I thought rec. You were a have you ever played rec basketball, rec football, rec soccer? Recreational. Rec. Why are you looking at me? I don't like know what you mean you by don't rec. Fucking speak English. Is in recreational Yes. Yes. Yes, fuck's sake. So like a pickup game. What a you sometimes it's a real fucking trial dealing yes. with you. Yes. Um have you ever played one of those games where you sort of think, 
we're so much better than the other team and we're just going to fucking batter them. Yeah, but sometimes that doesn't work out because everyone gets so No, 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 no. You, you, no, no, but you've got There'll to... Con- times at indoor soccer. No, but you've got to control it. Mm. And when, you, when you're playing selflessly enough and you're sharing the ball around and everyone's mm. having a good you time... You run up a score. And, but, but, like, how fun is it to run up a score? Yeah. And then you're in the car park after the game talking about this and this and this and this and that goal and that mm. pass and whatever. <laughs> but that's what this you're is You're talking like. like your PSG all of a sudden. But no, but that's what Saturday <laughs> night needed to be like in the aftermath... Of don't get bogged down in it. Don't think about it for too long. Don't read too much into it. But remember the good vibes. Remember the vibe in the room after the game. Remember the vibe in the room at the meeting. Remember what it's like when you're trying to get the ball to Charlie because you want to get him to 10. Rare opportunities to play football like that at this level and enjoy it. This is going to be – I totally agree with everything you just said. Very rare. Um this is more Holy of a not, a not a call to it's the first of May or the first of April. <laughs> it's not a call to arms, so to speak, but it's it's a, it's a message for our fans that will be in, in attendance on Friday night. Now, you guys were saying how we kind of built into the game. Now, I don't mind. This is a bit of a boxing analogy. When you're jabbing for reach, like just you know, just get right. separation. Distance, right? We're getting no, separa- just, you're creating just, separation, but also testing. Range, testing distance, right? So you throw and jab, but you're not throwing them with any power. You just – you want to know the distance that you need, that you require. And I don't mind starting off slowly to test that, test where we're at before we build into the game and then obviously. So not necessarily slow starts, but controlled starts. I don't want 10 minutes into the first quarter, everyone be going, oh, we're going slow, oh, and – the players feed off of the crowd. We can't be we can't be rocking up, cracking the shits five minutes into a game because someone doesn't play on or someone doesn't give a handball or something like that. We need to play our role as a community and as a fan base. What the fuck is this? No, I'm saying you watch if we don't come out Adelaide style, people will be moaning. Oh, here we go again. We've slowed it, slowed it down. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. I don't necessarily disagree, but you also support then, in the aftermath. You can't regulate this in the moment, but we also then need to be playing quickly at some point of the yes, game. Yes, no, no, no. I'm talking about early. Kilda, like we didn't well, do it. Brisbane is not a quick side. Curtail. No, but we need to curtail our. You know, there's always. We've all sat next to them. There's idiots who's like, you know, crack the shits or. Just kick it. Curse out a player. Just kick it. Five seconds There's into the no game. There's no one there, mate. You know, it was like, oh. Yeah, they, they know not how, you again, they, they know how the football wants to get played, but it's not they've been watching, all relevant. Mate, they've to, been watching Namer games from the 70s. Yeah. My, um, dad, my dad wants David Rhys-James playing. He does. <laughs> Rhys is a bit long in the tooth now. I'm not sure how effective he is. My dad just wants the opposition to be cleaned up so we play nobody. And... Uh, should be able to win there. So just in closing on that, I really liked, you know, I jokingly referred, jokingly referred to it on Twitter. There were a few people who sort of were like a bit humorless about it. It's, it's, this isn't a real thing. But fans remember, and, and people who have been at the club long enough would remember, everyone had a real good chuckle that night at Subiaco. Josh Kennedy outscored us. Yeah. Had a real good chuckle. Well. Charlie outscored them. Charlie, Charlie outscored them. Yeah. And you go... That doesn't matter. You go, no, it doesn't really, but it's nice and you, you see these things and there are peaks and troughs in sport and it won't be long again before they're beating us and that's how it goes. Mm. So while you are on top of someone, 
while you are do have the better of them, while you are absolutely fucking hammering. That's why I was so furious last year at Hawthorne. Because they we were their bunnies. Yeah. For, I'm not talking ten years, fifteen years. We were their bunnies. We had the opportunity. And last we had year. the opportunity. And all of a sudden, we took it a bit too easy. What was that? I don't know. I thought it was a bear. I thought Sean was playing. It's <laughs> a very um, loud growl. Um, yeah, we didn't put the foot down and allowed them to come back in the game, and then we survived. Oh, very good one. Is this a request? No. Did I not mention this last week? I don't know. I did. This, is, this has been on the list for ages. What a track. <laughs> Fab's dancing. Well, he's doing the walk. He's at a rave. <laughs> well, from the video. Yeah. What a tune. Like you look up, what did, uh, what did this bloke do Like after this? He like, didn't have to do much. No, that's right. Because that album um, was phenomenally successful. Why were do we play all, that together? Were they all on the... Because the Blues back? The Blues are back. <laughs> were they all on the one album? A like lot of them that were. That Rockefeller was, and, um, and the one you played last week. Yeah, what was that? Um, <laughs> I've drawn a blank on it too. Praise You. Praise yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, they were. They were all on the same album. Yeah, no, this guy's not having to work for the rest of I think of he made life. one more album maybe a couple of years after. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't have to do anything ever again. Um, but yeah, that boy Slim. 90s banger. Absolute banger. Love it. Uh, the next heading I've got here is um, you can't make an, an omelette unless you break a couple of eggs. Jose. Heggs. Yes. <laughs> you keep calling them. With respect to the Eagles and where they are right now, which is actually an interesting conversation to have. I hope they're having it on the Kings of the Big Game uh, podcast. They won a um, premiership four and a half years ago. And they needed to go back to the well immediately. They needed to recognise we've pinched a flag here. This is unbelievable. We need to regenerate. Yep. We've got one that we didn't expect to get. Thanks, Shannon. Great career. No, but not even. Hang them up. But not do that immediately. <laughs> no, just, no, no, no. But no. just start to go, what's next? Yep. Okay, what's next? Rather than double down with what they've got. And they've unfortunately now just, they're going to be. They are decimated. They've got they've got some like, key outs. Who? Uh, Luke Shuey for one. How old's he? Thirty three. Injury riddled. He'd be. He'll, I'd he, say he's that old. Say, but they're missing a few players. Who else? They, they won the premiership without Nick Nat Gaff and Bradley Shepherd. And mm. Shepherd was Liam Ryan's not playing. Yeah, they're yeah, mis- he's, missing he's a miss, him. But like Nat and, and Willie Ro- Nat, Willie Rioli's been a loss gone. for the style of footy that they Nat like playing. Nat knew he won't. He's done. You're correct. Like Hearn. Absolute champion warrior for the footy He'd club. He'd be like 37. 35 or something. Yeah. He's, sort of going, he's done. Got posterized. Poor old Luke Shuey, like we said. Been a great player for them. Yeah. But he's, his body's now starting his to break down. down yeah. And you, you're just sort of looking through the team. You're just going like Jack Darling's starting to look a bit battered and beaten up. And he's going, going through the team. And just, well, when you're the second forward. He's got a great rig there. Oh, he's Jack absolutely Darling. jacked. But you're just, <laughs> you're just going, geez, they're in, they are in fucking trouble. They are going to be bad for a long time. Yeah. And and I think um, Cripps, the blonde bloke up forward, Oscar Allen. I think he'll be a really yeah, good footy player. But uh, he just needs help around. Well, him, last so. year Tom he had Cole's in their Steve best five. side. Tom Jamie Cole. Cri- yeah. Jamie Cripps. Oh, Tom Cole's a Premiership player. Jamie Cripps Ouch. is in their best side. Um, 
But Jeremy then, McGovern, he's yeah. one of the best defenders in the yeah. league. McGovern makes a Liam big Ryan, difference. Liam Ryan, Dom Sheed, can, Luke Shuey. Can you re- can you rely on Elliot McGovern? Yo, mate? <laughs> Elliot Yo's been injured for three years. I'm not, yeah, oh, but yeah. Charlie Kerno missed two years. Doesn't mean he wasn't but, important to mate, us. They're having the same conversations. We're not comparing the player output ability, etc. But they need to be having the same conversations that we're having about March Bacon, Cunningham, and Martin. Mm. We go, mate. If you guys play, fantastic. You never fit. Mm. You never fit enough to play. So us counting on we're just waiting for A, B, and C to get back, it's like, will they? Campbell Chesser? He's just yeah, a young he's, guy. He's a second-year player who shows promise. So, Harry Edwards, so, Elijah Hewitt, they're missing a lot of players. No, but what was Elijah Hewitt's like, a first-year. Yeah, but I'm saying and, but they're out as well. Yeah. So but this playing. is like our injury list. We, as I said, you look at it and go, if we get anything out of you guys, mm. it's an absolute bonus. They're playing blokes that aren't AFL stand. Like Andrew Duggan at the moment is playing. Like, Liam? Liam Duggan. His brother here. Yeah. Mm. He's fucking so bad you don't even know his name. <laughs> um, so the point I've got Just here is, specialist. given what the Eagles are, I wanted this to be risky. I wanted us to use the corridor. I wanted us to go fast. I wanted us to bite off those low percentage kicks that we've been loathed to in, in recent times. The Blake Akers kick earlier was a prime example of that. We have not been attempting that kick anywhere near often enough. And if you're not prepared to do it against this Eagles team, Who will you, be? you won't be prepared to do it. Um, I, was, I was happy for us to stuff up. I was happy for us to take those risks and to not hit him. The great example of that was Sam Walsh hit the kick up the middle, uh, overhit it. I think we got scored against going yep. back the other way. I had no issues with it because you got to get it back. Yep. You learn from it. How do we do that better next time? And if we're not prepared to do it, Tim, against the Eagles, we're never going to be prepared to do it and we're never going to be any better. And, and I thought that was just the story of the game. It was such a great opportunity to be able to trial something that we typically haven't been doing, that that the industry is doing, and and we can we can say we're a stoppage team and all that sort of stuff, but you have to be able to show different styles, different paces of games, and 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 when it's a time to go, you go, mm. and and as you say, we won't be going for that kick every single time we play, you know, insert good team here. Let's say Melbourne, you're not going to yeah. take that kick every single time. But when the, when the game gives it to you, you got to you have it. to be able to take it. And take it. and and like everything, it's a learning experience. You cut up your game tape, and our development coaches are saying, "See Blake Acres, do that kick more often." And he doesn't have to do it every time, but you know that it's there. You reinforce it. You make it a positive, and say you show it whenever you get an opportunity. And what say, was the kick of the night, Tim? It was Blake Acres. Oh, it's, I'd have that at number two, but Charlie Curtis. F- what a, that was, the I don't remember. The, the right I don't remember the game. You know when he hit up um, the long one, the long pass. Yeah. First, first goal of the game, Ollie Hollins. Oh, to Ollie, it was too. Yeah, I don't remember the game. It was a final. It's it's one of my favourite things I've seen in a footy ground. Is Tex takes like a couple of bounces. Oh yeah, another one, and kicks it fifty metres on the forty-five into someone. Does, does he get that wingman who's had the concussion issues that's now on medicinal can- cannabis, the ex-Collingwood uh, player, Seedsman? One of my favourites, similarly. What a kick. I, yeah. I, 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 that Degree of me. difficulty, up the guts, Cade Simpson hitting Jeff Garlett against Essendon. And and there was one other, it was Jeff Garlett, Garlett as well. Fucking, he hit Is that him. what he played on? No, he had to play because he was streaming through the 50. He absolutely cut the Bombers open right up the fucking middle. And Garlett just takes it in stride. I think he kicks the goal from about oh. 40. Well, the other one that I always like. 2011, and, and I reckon, around 18. Richmond elimination final when we finished ninth in the last quarter where Jeffy Garlett kicks the left foot 
Hooker around the body to, to Nick Dogan running through, and he should have it's played vision. on. It's vision, but it he was... tried to play on, and he he stuffed up. He dropped the ball, but they yeah. called it back. They he, gave it it back. Judd, yeah, he? he gave it to Judd. He gave it to Judd, which is probably just about right because Juddy looked like he couldn't stand. <laughs> um, so I concede, Fab, that this isn't easy. It's not just as easy as me saying, "Do this, go out and do this." It doesn't just happen like that. But when you've got such a ridiculous advantage in the talls, as we did. And just all around firepower forward of centre. Is it too much to ask to just get the ball in? As long as you're not bombing, yeah. Mm. Thank you, Fabian. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like, ask. No, that just riles me. So ask yeah. the we, opposition's defenders to defend. Absolutely. It's when you've got, and people go, oh, yeah, Carlton supporters, they think they've got the two best, regardless of debate about who the best overall forwards are, we've got the number two. Ranked one and two contested marks in the league at any one time inside. The stat man over here. Now, at any one time. He's obviously reading the fucking AFL website. At any one time, we have arguably the best contested mark inside our forward 50. We can't be piss farting around with it and allowing oppositions to get help back. It's not just being a contested mark, Fab. It's giving them the opportunity to play as near to one-on-one yeah, and to be able to lead into space and to jump in the air into space and to be able to jump at the ball. And Kerno's ability to be able to read the ball coupled with the athleticism. I I posted it on Twitter because there was some moron uh, from St Kilda that was carrying on last week about, you know, he only gets goals from free kicks and all that sort of stuff. And you're going, you are a prize dickhead, mate. It was one of the more extraordinary tweets because, and no one needs to tell me, I've got no fucking problem with someone having an opinion. Oh, totally. I've got no problem with anyone having an opinion. It could be absolute madness. But he just made up a stat. Yeah, no, exactly 500 people believed him. Yeah, yeah. You're just going... Do you know who loves doing that? Old Joey. I think it was say BT. Joey would say (laughs) something like... Like remember. with a straight he, face? Yeah, he said it to, like he's arguing with he's basically he'll argue with anybody. But he was arguing with Pete and he goes, Oh, last time we played you, Charlie Cameron didn't touch the ball. And I just see Pete go a bit quiet. Five seconds later, like he picked on the keyboard. He just Charlie Cameron kicked three goals <laughs> and had twenty six touches. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe just started laughing. He's just say he's just trying to throw stats out yeah, there yeah, yeah. and catch Pete and Pete's, Pete wasn't having it. Sound familiar? That's a little bit. Like Does that sound like it's just a little bit familiar? What are you talking about? He's at 477 metres gate. Yeah, He's but averaging I've, I've, 27 I've, touches a week. I've got the data in front of me. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I thought it was really good that, you know, the two key forwards. That's brought to you by BWS, <laughs> apparently, on the, on the website. We have been victims of what Charlie did to the Eagles on Saturday. We've been victims of a Pav, Rewalt, John O'Brown. Yeah, Tom Lynch, yeah. Tom when, Lynch. He the, when he was at the, the Gold Coast. Um, Anywhere, really. fucking killing us when yep. we didn't have the right matchup. Yep. They just went, bad luck, boys. Yep. Yeah, you don't have a matchup for this bloke and he's going to tear your heart out. Not, well, not just, that I care about them, do, but the West Coast, could they have done anything else? No. You're putting Oscar Allen back or you're putting but, Jack Darling back or whatever. Try something. Nah. Like, I don't you know what they, the only time like they Essendon. tried was when like, he, do you want to put someone else? The only on time, that, the only time that West Coast legitimately tried to stop Charlie Kerno was when he'd kicked at nine, nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that exactly was just a flood. Right. He got to nine, and they went enough of this. Yeah, yeah. it's just like why do you care? You know, it sounds silly. We could have kicked another three or no, four, but, but it's the classic um, Josh Thurgood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and um, I think he might have done it with uh, Zach Dawson as Zach well. Dawson, he where did. it's like. You know what? I'm prepared to cop. Put a, put someone on him. Put a kid on him, and just go. Just you, mate. I'm going to 
back here to figure it out. I think KB did that with Scotty Turner on uh, Jason Dunstall. And Scotty Turner was a good player, but I think that day he, he should have broken the record. He had 17 kicked on him. <laughs> just, he should idea, have broken the I record. Think, um, Sos, I think Plugger kicked the bag on Sauce one day and they said, why didn't you move him? And he goes, and Robert Walls goes, because he would have kicked more. And we ended up with 12 or 13 or whatever it was. He goes, he would have kicked 20. Was That was out at Waverley, wasn't it? I, I can't remember yeah. where it was. But the was, attitude was... No, he thumped us once at we the SCG as well. No, it was, it was when he was at St, at St. Kilda. But he yeah. goes, we backed him to play on him. Plugger's got a hold of him. Yep. He can do that. Charlie's got a hold of whether it be Barras or her. Just go and just get out to deal with it. Yeah, we, but we, we that played said, on Plugger Zach one day. Dawson. Cloak, he was on um, Rocker, Cloak. I believe, that day. Yeah. Cloak or Rocker? Rocker. That ruined his Hawthorne career. Yeah. He was shot after that. Yeah. So it doesn't always work. No, but here's the thing, though. We can't just play you, Josh Bootsma style or whoever it is, and just go just hide on a back flank. Or just – you can't – if you're playing key defence, if you're that, you can't just go and play on – Jeez, we drafted some absolute No, but you've you got to actually go, mate, we, you're tasked today with playing on the big boy. Yeah. You're going to have to do it. What number was Josh Bootsma? 21 or 22? 21. 21. They're given 21. Yeah. <laughs> I think they gave it to Mark Austin before Well, that. they did, but Mark Austin, I actually thought, had a bit of ability. But he, he was in the boys' club, though, but Mark Austin. But Bootsma had football talent, but he was uh, a, a, geez, did he? a bit of a duffer. I mean, you said this to Mark Murphy, and he bristled, like, audibly. Yeah, because he was spending, sending cock shots to women left, right, and Who's this? Remember, remember, uh, remember when Timbo, Timbo tried to pump up Bootsma and Murph just went... Eh. Murph also called... Laughed at me when I wrote off. We told the story Crips, about me yeah. writing off Patty yeah. Crips. So he's, he's <laughs> How did that work? He's proved you wrong. <laughs> um, so look, ultimately, it was great to see Harry and Charlie work together as a tandem. They created space for one another. They moved the spare man around. Um, they were able to give each other sort of unfettered runs and jumps at the ball. They weren't competing, uh, creating handovers, which was really really good. Um, the next topic for us is a welcome circuit breaker for some. Mm, I like that knowing nod, Tim. Fabian's looking at me blankly, uh, like I'm speaking Portuguese. <laughs> um, I know some Portuguese. In the end, we got the points. Yeah, Nando's, peri-peri. Very good. Um, in the end, we got the points and we got a couple of little wins along the way, which were just as valuable. Brody Kemp. Yep. Brocious. He started as a sort of quasi kind of loose man-ish, sort of. Um, but looked very, very good, looked impressive early on. And I've got the note here, this is precisely the game that you blood players like Kemp. I used the thing last year with, it might have been against the Dow, I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, give him a look against Collingwood, who were playing really good footy in good form, big game, big stage. We'll give you a look against them. Or we'll give you a look against Brisbane at the Gabba. Yeah, yeah. Whilst old mate Jack Carroll gets north of North Eddie Melbourne, Adam. yeah. And you're going, those two things aren't the same. Yep, and, and uh, but uh, but I'm saying sorry supportively. If a guy's played seven games in three or four years or whatever it is, and you're going, okay, your form's been really good at the twos. We're going to give you an opportunity. We're going to get you out there to play. Saturday night was a really great for a Jack, for a Carol, for a Kemp, for Dow, for whoever it might be. If you've knocked the door down to Jackson Bins, whoever mm. you've knocked the door down, you've earned yourself a shot. This is actually a really good opportunity for you to and have. If a, you've got it, you just have, have to take sort it. of a soft landing. Yep. And, and look, you know, as you say, he took the first couple of intercept marks of the game. He flew for a big mark at one point. And you, th- and you thought, you are playing with dead set freedom here, which is a terrific thing. Because I, I think his first game back last year was when they, they put him on Matt Tabiner. And he was, hey, I'm going to say it again. 
He, he was, was okay. okay. Yeah, he got beaten in a couple of one-on-ones where he was just outpointed by the bigger guy. That's got to become a thing. That could almost go on a T-shirt <laughs> in Prendergast. He was okay, okay. Dot dot dot. But yeah, he um, look. I, I, it was far from the complete game, but we've often talked about and probably used Dow and O'Brien as the examples when, like, you get brought in and you're given a role, but you've probably not been supported in general and, and they're not necessarily believing in you, are you going to come out and play with absolute gay abandon and take the game on and run lines and it's take fucking risks? Fucking singing show tunes yeah. out there. <laughs> but but you are. You're going to play within yourself. You're going to say on every single decision I'm going to make, I'm going to make sure I hit the target. And in the end, Tim. you play a vanilla brand of football that, that just you're going, okay, well, you're okay, you're, you're passable and all that sort of stuff, but you're not actually showing us what you can do. Timbo, you've Bro- fallen ass backwards into a beautiful segue. unintended segue. <laughs> I was done. having a chat to someone who knows a little bit about the Paddy Dow situation, is familiar with it firsthand. I'll tell you off pod. Yep. I won't uh, reveal any identities here. Why? Is it private? Yeah. So some things are private and some things are personal. No, but I'm sharing it on the pod. The person's identity is private. The story is not. Yeah, you get that? I think, you know, you don't go public with things that is... You fucking literature. knocked Mark Pitnett. You weren't disclosing nuclear fucking missile codes. <laughs> He's not very good. You just said that he was no good. You no, said, but I'll, I'll own you, that. He's you, not very You good. went in two-footed on him, and he was actually having not a bad night. No, it's just, he just doesn't provide say it, us anything. He's shit. No, no, you oh, sorry. say it. You're going to say it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm manoeuvring you into position here. Pitnet on the weekend, he was, he was, he played all right. He was okay. So like, that's not damning him with faint praise. He was all right on the night. He yeah, you cannot compare the contr- contribution of him on the weekend. I'm comparing the contribution of him on the weekend to the contribution of Blake Akers on about four occasions this year when he was not bad. He contributed. He played his role. He was all right. I think, as you say, your expectation for Mark Pitnett is far lower. He doesn't do anything around the ground. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, he took a mark on the week. Oh fuck! Was a bit of a mark. No, it was a bit of a heartless (laughs) handball. How how low is the bar that Tim set through? We're going to talk about the Paddy Dow thing. So anyway, I was talking to someone who was familiar with the Paddy Dow situation, and and we were just shooting the breeze. And he said, "He goes, yeah. He goes, he plays. Even if he's played well, you'll say to him." Good game. Just in passing, you say, "Go, good game, buddy. Played really well." And he'll go, "Yeah, yeah." He's a bit broken, and he's he's sort of thinking, "This is going to be in the review. This is going to it's going to be a yeah, but mm. when he goes into the review and they look at his performance with his coach, his teammates on the day or his coaches on the day are saying, "Fuck man, he really did a job for us today. Really helped us out." Blah blah blah. But he knows, yeah, but well, they're going to talk about this, so they're going to talk about this effort, and he knows exactly. They're going to bring this up. They're going to bring this up. They're going to bring this up. It doesn't matter that I've had 10 clearances. It doesn't matter I've kicked three goals. They're going to talk about this effort or that handball. And he goes, they're going to really nitpick. And he plays because of that just right on the edge. You would have heard this morning there was a caller on SEN. You would have been on the bike by this time. Maybe. When they rang about Paddy Dow and Kane Corns and Bucks basically just said, just dismissed it. He's been given his opportunities, never taken it, put a line through him. Effectively is what both of them said. You know what I love about that? Now, Paddy Dow... You know what I said? This is where you need good journalists and good hosts, and Kane Corns is neither. 
Um, Kane Corn said oh, he's no, no, getting sick of the Carlton and Paddy Dow talk. No, but see, this is the thing. We, we're talking about Brody Kemp, but we, we'll backtrack with the, the Dow discussion. We've got a note about it later, which, again, it's not the discussion is not about Paddy Dow. The discussion is about you can't have your senior coach saying one thing that is patently not true for every player on the list. Yeah. You can't you, you can't that well, message. Ash Hansen came out and contradicted that. You can't and this is the problem. You you can't be saying Well, if Ash Hansen said what he said in isolation, then well that's the answer. But when the senior coach has said the day before. So what I would have said to Buckley is you put a line through Chris Mayne. Yeah. <laughs> you put a line through Chris Mayne and then he ended up making you look like a bit of a fool with and a bit of a renaissance. And almost got you into a grand final. Almost got you into a grand final. It's also... It's gone, you'd, you... Given it was a caller calling up, that a lot of them don't have the... No, they don't. But even Kane Corns, you need to have the... A lot of them don't have the ability to speak proper English. <laughs> but you need to have the wherewithal to go, would he be the first player in the world that's Liam but Jones? Being a bit pigeonholed. Liam Jones was done. I love the gag with someone when they got Chris Mayne. You're going to say was, this main man joke yes, again about Nat Fife. You've told this joke fucking Buck, six Buck times. Buck said, I want, want the main man at Fremantle. <laughs> they got Chris Mayne. This is like you blew a seal gag. It's just like we've, we've heard it half a it's dozen times. It's like when times. Tottenham signed Okaka. We said we wanted Kaka, not Okaka. <laughs> oh, champagne comedy. Um, but no, but the point is, with, with a guy like Kemp, he, goes, he was given an opportunity because his form's been good at the two levels. We'll double back a bit with the messaging later, which was really disappointing. Earned an opportunity with good form. He's come in. Again, you're going to hate this, Fab. He was all right. He was. He was okay. You went, that's, you had a couple of iffy kicks later in the game and you just went, yeah, we need to clean this up. Mm. If I'm Saad and Doherty and those guys, Newman, I'm doing the wraparound handball whenever he's got the ball because unless you're just kicking it long down the line... Mm. Is Someone he, else needs to be kicking the ball. He's Liam Jones. Um, Who's who, his matchup against Brisbane? If you've got Joe Danaher and uh, Eric Hipwood for the two talls, you know, Lincoln ta- McCarthy plays tall. Is this is this dangerous thinking? Put him on Charlie Cameron because that Lockie Plowman has done well. Yeah, that's extremely I'm, dangerous I'm thinking. Doesn't have, doesn't have the no, uh, no, doesn't I'm, have that pace. No, I'm thinking it's more than nimbleness. And then Young takes Danaher. And then we see what Weedering looks like as a pure patrolling Roaming. interceptor. I like that. Have a look at it. But who yeah. takes Charlie Cameron? A lot of people have suggested Nick Newman. I don't think Nick uh, Newman has the yeah. turn of pace. No, or the Newman's, Newman's number one. Well, Newman's taken a Dustin Toby, Fletcher and yeah, a Toby Green. Toby Green is a very different. The other option, of course, Cameron. is Saad. Well, Saad, you would think, is probably the Cameron. Saad went to him last year. But, but you, you've got to make sure that you're not leading the ball getting quickly. No, that's To it. be able to. Um, you know, half that contest. It goes yeah. in too quickly. It doesn't matter who you put on Charlie right. 100%. Uh, Charlie Cameron. Um, well, same thing at the same other thing, end. Yeah. Uh, the other one I got here in terms of, you know, a circuit breaker for some, Charlie didn't exactly need a circuit breaker, but to – I think it was more about being the option with the kick inside 50. I think he took – what did he take? He took 11 marks inside 50. Yeah. Mate, that's a relative stat. <laughs> Because we had, I think the other week we had five for a team. Yeah, yeah. He, goes, he took 11 on All his own. All my stats are relevant. He just went. <laughs> you, know what Fab's, you know what Fab's prep for an episode? I'm going to let you in, the, let you in listeners. Fab's prep for the episode is legitimately just has the AFL stats open. <laughs> Do you have your own, your own stats? Have you um, optimised it? He's got a notebook which looks, like, which looks like the notebook in Superbad. <laughs> do, you, do you know the how many marks? One, I love it. Do you know how marks? In, how many marks inside fifty West Coast took for the whole game? Three, four. Yeah, 
And do you know how many we took as a team? And that would have been two of them were 19? late. 29. Shit. That's a big number. Two of them were very late. But this is not going to be, this is a thing that isn't repeatable. It's not reliable. No, no. But absolutely. when you get the opportunity to do it, it's so relevant. It's relevant to the team we played. But it was, I think it was just great. And that's all. Like I said, Charlie doesn't need a confidence boost. Um, certainly not in the way that Harry does in front of goal. But just to really frank his form and to sort of go, yep, yeah, I'm this player. I'm back. I think the last thing I've got here is. Um, He's looking every bit the player we thought we'd lost and hoped he'd be. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and and I'm, a, I'm a firm, firm believer when you've got those two, you know, the double Kraken. When, the Kraken brothers. Yeah, when one is on, when one is really on. There's a movie called something about, like, there's a Kraken movie. Is there? Yeah. It's like a Disney or a Pixar or something like that. Do you want to stop interrupting? Fuck, he's big <laughs> on that tonight, isn't he? Jesus Christ. But no, he... Um, Do you guys want to do a two-hander? <laughs> Well, We've done plenty of them. <laughs> We've done a couple of them. <laughs> no, he. Um, I just. I'm a big believer that when one is up, and oppositions just do a little bit more homework in how do we stop Charlie, that has to be the time when a Harry takes over a game, and 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 you're just waxing with these two guys every other week. The so Mark Murphy, Chris Judd thing. That's what I reckon. It the is. goals, Harry's goals thing. I think is obscuring how good he's been up the ground. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, was, I actually reckon he's having a good season. So do apart I. And, from the goal. Yeah, and, this is where you split it. You know what? Because it's, of it's, the form, because of that form, I actually thought he was going to have a good game. And I think I might have shown you the the, uh, the screenshot, but I took Harry to kick six plus, and I took Kerno to take five plus. So I wanted eleven between them, and I thought this is this will be the game we get. You got it. Odds of fifties, and I had forty bucks on it to win two grand. And a quarter time when they both had two goals, I thought I am the smartest man in the room. I'm the smartest <laughs> man alive. Um, so I didn't quite play out after that, but I was happy with that. You know who else needed a circuit breaker game and got it? Well, I was going to say it was Alex Chincotto. You're probably going to say Zach Fisher. No, no, did not take it. If that was... well, he didn't. Not enough. No. Fab's man. Who Blake? Jack Silvani. Jack Silvani. Yeah. Seventeen touches, three goals. Uh, took his chances, presented, created. He needed a game like this for his own confidence. And his pressure. And he looked back. happy. He's he looked happy. happy. I've got the note here, and I'm happy to throw this to the room. I'm just spitballing. Watching the game uh, Saturday night, reflecting on his game the previous week, he's out of contract. There's a bit of stuff with his old man that reared its head again. Last week in the paper, there was the story of his acrimonious... Split with the footy club. Must the, have just been a quiet week in footy because that's the best kept secret in. in but but the but the hundred game pres- presentation that he didn't want to be a part of the out of contract stuff, the chatter. They said he was in the car. Park. Um, I just wonder if all the stuff with Steve is just creating some angst. Well, it can't help. Which is not helping Jack. Yeah, there's things that happen in the background that when you find out or when they come to light. Well, the weedering thing with his fucking bank account. Yeah. Does is it? Look, I understand it's West Coast, but Jack Darling is a premiership forward. Yep. He, he, made he tried his very best not to be. He was absolutely pants by Weeders. He was. Now. And, and Weeders didn't we, we, impact I, I the could wider be, I game could be, as much. I could be, you know, just thinking too much about it, but I think now that it's out there, oh, may, maybe it's a weight so, off. It'll be we, so liberating. One of my favourite moments of the night was late in the game where Weedering went off Darling and took the intercept mark on the wing. Yep. And you just went, you've beat him in, beaten him in body to body, you've beaten him on the read coming in, and you've backed yourself to leave the ground, lead out, clunk the mark. Yep. And it's like that's that's categorically a win in every step of that contest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he went, that's what we know you can do, we've seen you do, 
we need you to do. Yeah. Um, but just with Jack, as I said, I just, there was just a few things where I thought just – and this is where you have conversations and you hope they're having conversations and, and even if the answer is no, but you have the conversation with Jack. But but I don't just, about, don't just don't you know don't let it worry you. This, but but me personally, I think it'd be. I reckon it might be a thing. I I'm actually the opposite. I actually don't think that it is. I think it's more of a thing in the media. No no no, absolutely. I, I think it it's is. far more media driven. So on his day to day and his interactions with players at the club, it's not spoken of. It's not there. I, no, it I, wouldn't I be. just don't think that it's but a thing. It wouldn't be spoken about in the locker room. But for Jack Silvani, all he's ever wanted to do is wear the number one for Carlton. Yep. His place is under threat. His place is under question. Does he have a future at the footy club? He's out of contract. What's his best role? Blah, 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 blah. That manifests itself on the field in some bad form. You've got the noise in the background with his dad. Fair being fair, we love Steve Silvani, but the jumper thing was poor by Steve. Absolutely it was. Um, that creates some more noise. That creates some friction. Even though that the friction that Steve, the friction Steve had with people at the footy club, those people aren't really there anymore. Particularly no, the right. senior no. people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, and I just wonder if there was just a little bit of noise that was contributing to Jack being a bit out of sorts. Yeah, look, uh, again, if if you're not completely free in mind and you're carrying any sort of baggage, whether it's, you know, family, health. Your bank account's your been bank drained. Account, you know, Unless you're a baggage some, handler, baggage is no good. <laughs> And even if, then, if you have a blue with your have you girlfriend. Seen those people at Sydney Airport, <laughs> fucking animals. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if if you have a fight with your missus just before you jump in the car and you drive away, you're not going to be fronting up. Well, Paddy Cripps your, in your, the lockdown, in obviously yeah, exactly the, right. She had her battles, and you know, the, yep. Everyone's wondering. It, oh, yeah, it Cripps can't isn't. help. It, no, it, it, it cannot help. And, and some people can compartmentalise and go out. And some look, people they really can. can. Some people, some they people, really can. It works the opposite way. Yeah. It's oh, I'm out of there. I'm, I'm out of the chaos. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my yep. zone. And yep. it brings the best out of this. Is, okay, yep. I've got two hours of peace. Peace. We've got some sundry ones here. It was good to see Paddy Cripps get his goal. The goals were what I think won him the Brownlow medal last year. 100%. So it was good to see him a hit nice the scoreboard and a nice goal. Chera, we mentioned a little bit earlier in our Blake Acres showdown, continues to build his form, which is great. He had another really good outing. Um, I've got the note here. The Matt Kennedy set shot. Shady Acres. Found the balance between run and impact. Yep, which was good. That's my, what we want to see. My man, Ollie Holland's got his goal. My man, Ollie B Holland's Rabbit got his goal. Who? My man, B Rabbit. Slim Shady. Slim Shady. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't get that reference. Um, B Rabbit. And then on the last two, on Acres Eight and Chera. Yeah, it's a, it's not a bad film, but it's one of those. I remember watching it and all the hype and whatever, and I was like, it's one of those films. You're like, yeah, it's a good film. I never need to see it again, though. I don't I, think I have seen it again. I, go, I liked that. it when I watched you it. Go, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's a good movie. And I I'm watched not... a good movie with my son last night, my 12-year-old son, Christian. We watched Stand By Me. Great. Good I movie. like it how you're talking like that's some underground indie no, classic. No, like no, 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 indie no, no, darling. Have you heard it, uh, Fabian? Of, uh, what grade of, is Christian in? Uh, he's year seven. Yeah, well, give it three years. It'll be, it'll be on the syllabus. <laughs> he'll be well, watching yeah, it again. too, yeah. It was on, I think we did it in year 10, year nine, year 10, Stand By Me. The body, wasn't it? That was yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. By um, it was a Stephen novella King. by Stephen King. One of his other famous novellas is uh, Shawshank Redemption. Looking for Rita Hayworth. Yes, do Rita Hayworth and, and Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. Do you do re- looking for Ella Brandy? Uh, we did Lantana. Which Shakespeare did you do? Uh, I don't know if we did a Shakespeare. We did Merchant <laughs> of Venice. Our movie text was um, My Left Foot by. Um, 
uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Christy Brown. Well, yeah, he... Nice segue. Yeah. We always talk about uh, moments or glimpses. And just show me something. Cotter. Yeah, Chincotta was good. Yeah. No, no. Look, he, he, I, I he liked it when he, ran, he, he, he runs aggressively. He took a couple of opportunities to run yep. and he can deliver. Yep. More of it, please. Um, Again, the right team to be playing in that situation. Yep. And he, he showed more endeavour than he did against... Uh, like he got, he got the ball in, in against mm. St Kilda, but he didn't, he didn't really... Break the game apart, impact, and he wasn't on his own in that game at all. Yeah, you know, no. there, there was a lot that weren't no, doing were. enough in the St Kilda game. But oh, I, I, that is true. Tim. I liked yeah. the look of him. I really, yeah. I, I did. There's, there's something to work with there, and and unfortunately, with both Chincotta and um, Kemp playing as well as they did, um, Lock Cowan's on trade of footy in his first six games didn't do a lot wrong. Wasn't getting huge volume, but looked comfortable at the level. Long, you know, we're obviously. We're anticipating a, a very... Chicotta's eight years older. No, he? exactly right. But it, it'll probably mean Cowan doesn't get back into the, the group for you know, another couple couple it's of weeks, fine. maybe three, and it's perfectly it's fine. Perfectly I, I fine. agree 100%. It's fine if he doesn't get back in the side at all. Oh, well, he'll get in there eventually. But no, no, I'm saying this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd be a bit concerned if he didn't feature at all. You would expect him to be going back to the twos and being reasonably dominant. I, I reckon Alex Chincotta can give us more. Not in the long term. No, 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 not in the long term, but this season. Which is why, again, development, what's the focus? What's you, can't, the you can't, you can't, but Chincotta will not have develop players in the VFL. Yeah, Chincotta will have bad well, games. Well, I mean, you can. Or, yeah. Yeah, well, well, that's where, and I didn't jump in because, you know, you're told off. Um, when you were talking about Paddy Dow, is it not incumbent on Luke Power? He might be. He might he might be sitting in match committee going as one of Michael Voss's closest mates. Surely he has an ear of the coach. He might be. He might be saying, mate, just for the actual. Again, we're skipping ahead a bit, but you go. Yep. You you can't have guys playing like this idea that. Um, it's just been a, a a more recent thing. VFL team of the year squad last year, reserves best and fairest last year. As of last week, he's leading the coaches' votes in the VFL. Second which, in the Liston Trophy. Second in the Liston. You're going, this isn't – he's played um, two of a possible 29 games. Yep. Based on that form, that's unders. Oh, it's massive, massively unders. And, and, and it begs the question of what is your role to develop a player? Like, so, and, but what does that do to the group? Yeah, correct. And, and in, as we sort of said, you know, Setterfield – yeah, Centerfield has probably come back to the field a little bit in the last couple of weeks at Essendon. But what are you doing, Fab? <laughs> but he, um, he, he should what are you have doing been with this photo. He potentially could have been traded for a lot more than what he was traded for, and the worry is that'll happen with Dow at the end of this season as well. If if he's traded for anything, um, did I have anything else to say? That I don't even know what we were talking about. Uh, and then on the flip side. <laughs> Of the uh, circuit breakers. The way you say that, just so calm. Do I have anything else to say there? I don't know what we were talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure how we got to that. So in terms of players that needed a circuit breaker that didn't get one, Zach Fisher, he had 21 touches, he had eight marks. He was okay, okay. <laughs> you know. Um, he had a couple of half chances to hit the scoreboard, which he frittered away. And it just reminded me of a game he played over there a couple of years ago in the Eagles where he kicked four. Kicked four in his first game back, wasn't it? And you sort of went... It was against Hawthorne. You went... Uh, no, it wasn't. Against Hawthorne in WA. No, it was a different game. He played. No. He kicked four against the Eagles. It was West Coast. In the game, um, sure. he got soundly beaten in. Yeah. We looked okay. Nat knew he got an incredibly... Uh, got away with an incredibly soft free kick. Uh, sorry, he grabbed De Conning. Sorry, it should have been a free kick to De yep. Conning who yep. would have had a shot. 
inside 50. For almost about 25 out. Yeah. Um, didn't get it, unfortunately. But um, I just thought to myself, you're a moment, you're a couple of moments away from hopefully Exploding. breaking your season yeah. open, and yeah. you had a couple of half chances that you did. There was one where he, he ran got onto his ball. left foot, and it's like, what are you doing? You know, this is what does Jason Ackermanis do in that situation? You know, the really great, you know, small medium forwards when they when they're given those opportunities, like what would Nick Dacos do? He's I mean, got he it in his locker. Bury it, and you're just going. Hopefully, my notes to him would be these moments. I'd be saying, particularly mate, in the first quarter, you'd be going have the shot. Yeah, as Hauler notes. Say he's just out of touch, mate. You're out of touch. The other one was Harry. Uh, Harry Mackay wasn't bad by any means, but I would have loved for him to kick a couple more. Would have loved for him to kick (laughs) four. But just kick. (laughs) It's going to sound silly, but if he kicked the nine and Charlie had the two, perfect. Yeah, it would have been so much better for us collectively. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, again, had some nice moments up the ground and was marked the ball well, generally used the ball well, but geez, would have just loved him to. Feast. Feast. Would have been real, real good. Um, I think now, what have we got? We've got um, a... Subdu- oh, it's another 90s banger. Oh, no. I'm blue. I feel like I'm back at Princess Park. <laughs> in the pre-match, Captain Carlton's cutting laps in the hovercraft, hovercraft. And kicking small footballs into the crowd. The crowd are then murdering each other for those balls. Italians. You feel the bass. Yeah, good. That's good sound engineering. They had oh. a breakup over who. Well, I mean. Did what? Fascinating, uh, fascinating situation. I'm aware of that. Timbo, why did we play that? Because the Blues are back, baby. What a funny little quirky kind of time capsule of a song, by the way. Gabri Ponte, who's one of the. Um, the DJs. He's got a, a banger of a track with uh, Pitbull. Yeah, okay. Do they talk about uh, Dale? Dale, 305, yeah. uh, Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. Well, they, they all get a run. I like what he says, like weird, like Spanish, Cayocho. It's like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but it's like DJ Khaled Were they in not Miami? saying we're the best or <laughs> another one. <laughs> it's just every song. Who else does that? Um, it's not Bruno Mars. Someone A lot says, of people just do the like. Oh, the, Jason Derulo. Jason Mraz, no. no, Jason Derulo mentions his name in every song. Is it Derulo? I thought it was the other one. Yep. Jason Derulo. I like it when Pitbull <laughs> just does like. Ha! He's just doing that. <laughs> um, if you're interested in such a thing, mummy. there's a you wonderful. Say mummy. There's Bucky. a wonderful uh, 25 minute uh, short documentary about that song. Um, I think it's just called the story of uh, Willie P. Shout out. He alerted me to this. Willie I reckon P. this was on an episode. It was. So the it's on. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on <laughs> Amazim. So Amazim, the they're like a are they a phone provider or something. They were. Yeah. So on Amazim's YouTube channel, that's just fab. Sorry, around sorry, with the I, I stepped on the cord. So it. it. Uh, so it's called the story of Blue. And you just put in like Eiffel sixty five or whatever, and it's a really kind of interesting little twenty five minute doco about the song and mm. how it came together, and they were part of like a. How would you describe it? It was like, like a hit factory. It was like, a hit factory. There was just this Italian like music factory where, say, three of us are there, and they would we come up with something. We're always working on something, and they're just looking for that sound. The yeah. thing is, it's a repetitive beat, and it's they're all like, no, "I own that part. That part can you, you can distinctly hear." It. Without me, they wouldn't have got to this. Like, and mate, it's like the, the only one the who fact has that you any, guys are squabbling over this is mate, embarrassing. The, the only one who has any ownership is the guy that came up with the chord. Yeah, and so. he was apparently he was just playing it on the piano. 
and then that became. I think that was Gabri Ponte. It might have been um, one of the worst music videos of all time. By the wasn't way, wasn't it? It was horrendous. I think at the time they thought it was. It's like the dancing babyish thing. It's yeah. like, oh, this is look where technology is at. What a hit though! Because then Zorba, remember that with the fat. I do remember Greek that guy. That was like, you look back at that and go, shit, it's horrible. But at, at the, the time, time, that was that was that was technology. Yeah. At the time, yeah. that was taking the world by storm. Uh, chicken salads, um, not too many tonight. But I've got one here. I like seeing Michael Voss in the coach's box. I'm not even sure why I liked it so much, but you cannot see the game from the boundary. You're not, you're not there to have a, a nice little chat. But if you're not doing as that, players come on and off. Just fucking, just coach them. I'm going to talk about Fab's pies here. Like even so, Craig McRae's down on the bench, and coaches <laughs> generally who are down on the bench, I reckon you can count on one fucking hand how often they're actually talking to players. And it's like, what are you even doing here? Well, Fags never talks to players. What are you like? What are you even doing here? You got a phone. Sit up in the box, watch the game, get a better view of the game. It's you can't coach from the boundary line, and if you need to talk to a player, pick the phone up. Yeah, I, I'm still firmly of the belief you're in damage control if you, you you're down there because you're not coaching well. Yeah, um, and this is the in case of emergency break glass. So. Be seen. Get on the you know stand on the touch line. Mm. Yeah, the manager you know who wants to make a point stands yep. on the touch line. Yeah, mm. he's, de- he's desperate. If you're in control, you just sit in the dugout. Absolutely. Fergie, Fergie very, very rarely went to the touchline. ETH sits down. Whereas then you've got Klopp. Klopp doesn't sit down. So he tore his hamstring. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> was he Was he able to go at the ref as he tore his hamstring? No, celebrating a goal. No, celebrating but, did, the but he went up to the ref to He's, celebrate it. I don't know. The, as in, sorry, the fourth, as in the fourth official. Which you would have loved the conversation today because in talking about Klopje, as Pete calls him, tearing his hamstring. Obviously, we came. It evolved to the Chris Fagan doing mm, his ham, both hamstrings in the uh, in the ice in the ice, Queen's which then led to which the boys in the office hadn't seen the Vince McMahon double quad tear. Unbelievable! One of the great moments. <laughs> and I said I was ex- describing it, and they were laughing. Then I showed them, and that was just. Have you seen that? No, I don't. So know the Royal Rumble League it was two thousand and. Sean tells the story better than I do. Five or seven. The year is unimportant. But the Royal Rumble, big event. The winner of the Royal Rumble goes to WrestleMania. He's given the brass ring. He's the next big guy. It's Batista and John Cena, the last two. And Batista was meant to win. We get down to them. They both go over the rope at the same time. Is it a, is it a work? Is it meant to end this way? It Who's won? Apparently it wasn't supposed no. to. So the idea is it happened before. It's happened a few times. The Rock famously, his feet touched the ground when they weren't meant to and that created a story which they had to arrest. So anyway, Batista's meant to win. John Cena was meant to go over. They got tangled up. They both go over together. They both hit the floor at the same time. They got to replay. Everything just Everything's hits. basically the same and yeah. they're going, how do we cut this? How do we swing this? The referees are in the ring buying time. You know, the, I think they did the brand split. So Batista was on Raw and Cena was on SmackDown. So the SmackDown referees are saying that John Cena's won and they're just buying time. We've got to figure this out. What do we do? They've got to eat pieces in and Vince. 100%. And they're talking. <laughs> anyway, so this goes on for a little bit, a couple minutes. And then Vince emerges. All I'll business. come down there and handle it. I'm going to come down. I'm going to figure this out. He comes down, storms down to the ring. He takes his jacket off and he throws his jacket on the ground. He's furious. And then he launches to get up into the ring. He hits his like thighs on the ring apron and then gets up, stands up. He has torn both of his quads and he immediately sits down. He can't, he can't stand up. Like he goes to stand up and his legs, he's he got buckles. nothing. <laughs> he just goes and he's just sitting on the – and he has this look. Have you seen the, you know, the video? He's like – 
Like he looks around like oh, he would have been in some excruciating pain. But and, then, but then they're all looking around like, what the fuck is Vince doing? You know, like in he's, the ring? he's literally sitting, sitting on his butt, like with his legs outstretched in the ring, and they're kind of trying to figure out oh, how do we do this. They restart the match. Batista wins. But this whole thing, what are you doing? I want him to put it on. Oh, yeah, bring it up. But the the. The, the the whole thing was like Edge, who's a wrestler now. He's come back. He was there at the time. He he was he was the rated telling, R superstar. The rated R superstar. He was telling the story of watching it back of house, and like just being gobsmacked. Like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. There was another good one where um, Titus O'Neil came down to the ring in the Royal Rumble, uh, which I think was in Saudi Arabia. It was one of those. Dodgy events they have in Saudi Arabia and make shitloads of money. Mm. Um, where With the, the girls wear dressed. The girls win, wear like fully clothed. Um, <laughs> but he Titus O'Neil comes down to the ring and he's he's running to enter the ring and he trips and slides clean under the ring. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> have you seen that one? I think I have seen that so one. So Titus O'Neil, yeah, he runs down and he trips on something just as he's about to launch himself in the ring and just goes under the ring. <laughs> it's one of the great moments. <sighs> Um, Shane McMahon tore his quad at WrestleMania. The son. Yeah, he um he was he leap I think he leapt over the Miz. He was doing like a leap. You know the Miz runs under him. He leaps in the air and then he landed and then went to turn or kick or something. And he's just gone. Yeah. Wow. Initially, I thought maybe he's done his ACL, but um it was not good. We're bringing this up. Why have you gone to a Joe Rogan clip? Just go Vince McMahon quads no, in the no, search it, bar. It's in the. Uh... Just go Vince McMahon quads in the search bar. You would <laughs> you would fucking never be Joe Rogan's go to video man with work like this. He would. You're in the same video. Am I? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> just this just go Google YouTube Vince McMahon quads. YouTube. You're in the same video again. <laughs> Shut up, dickhead. YouTube. Vince McMahon. Where the fuck are you going? Shut up, Sean. Keep just. I'll get. This I can't up. keep padding. I'm like the referees in the ring, waiting for Vince to come down. Just put it on. I'll watch it while you're talking. Yeah. Here we go. He's got the video up here. That's Vince. There it's we go. This one. That's the one. I won't put the sound on because <laughs> this is got his quads. <laughs> this is infuriating. So there's Edge leaving the ring. Vince is not happy. Vince is walking down. Doing his, Looks like he's just gotten off a horse. Doing his big <laughs> arms and shoulders walk. He's not impressed. Here we go. Launch himself. Hits the ring. Quads gone. <laughs> Oh, shit. And everyone's just staring at him like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Look at him. Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bring up bring up Titus O'Neil? Uh, <laughs> it'll be the first you know, thing. this is a podcast. It'll be the first thing. People, you can search this. Titus O'Neil, after you watch the Eiffel 65 Blue documentary. On a Maysim. On a Maysim sock. Just fuck. I don't have a keyboard, dickhead. <sighs> You're infuriating. Titus. Trips. Titus O'Neil trips. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ's sake. Here we go. This one? This is the one. This is amazing. <laughs> have you seen this one? I think I have. <laughs> this is, oh, it's a fucking ad. <laughs> oh, God. Grammarly. <laughs> They're trying off. to sell us Grammarly. Here we go. This is Titus O'Neil coming to the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Here we go. Number 39, entrant number 39. Who we got in the ring? That's Heath Slater. Daniel Bryan might be there. <laughs> Here we go. Look at the the energy is great. The approach is strong. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
like the fa- he he could have cracked his head on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the the um the ring itself, and yet he's managed to. Just- <laughs> he disappears under the ring. That's like um. Oh, the guy at the uh, that's amazing. The guy at the um, the Logies. Oh, you're looking this up as well, are you? <laughs> the other chicken salad I've got here is just while Fab's looking this up. Is it generally speaking, a lot of guys contributed and played well? That's a chicken salad. It wasn't one because of half a dozen guys. Thirteen goal kickers. We had a really good breadth and and, and um, you know show of contribution from a lot of guys, which was really pleasing. So that that's uh, my ones there. The chicken shits. Whilst Fabian brings up Logies, Michael Wheelan, um, Weatherly, Michael Weatherly at the Logies in 2017. Oh, what was he in? What's what's he from? He's obviously an in- He's international from N- guest. NCIS. Yes. And he gets introduced. Oh, Jesus. Were well, you going to play it? I'm just trying to figure out which one well, it is. Well, you're not letting the videos play out properly. Fabian is the most infuriating. Per- what about that top one? That, like, has returned the you know, most views and hits and is the number one return on the search. So, what's ha- what? Explain to me what's happening. All right. Now, just, just talk to him. He looks a him. bit like a black and gold Chris Pine, doesn't he? <laughs> like a. No name. What is it? What's gold brand? Yeah, no, it's black and gold. Black and gold. No, but what's the Payless? No, the other, the other variety of like no name, no brand. Yeah, there like was a Dick Smith, Chris Pine. Like a Kogan. Yeah, like a Kogan, <laughs> Chris Pine. So what's wish, happened here? A wish. Here it is. Hold on. Yeah. Oh. So everything's going to plan at this stage. He's running oh! out. <laughs> He's running out. He has just tripped. <laughs> He's tripped on nothing. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, I love it. It's not as good as Titus O'Neil, but it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, Titus O'Neil disappears. <laughs> <laughs> He's been eliminated. <laughs> Oh, it's very good. Uh, We're going to talk now about the chicken shits, time. just as we watch it one more time. <laughs> so my chicken shits for this week were, we kind of touched on it, we don't need to go over it, but the, I thought the mixed messaging at selection, <laughs> the mixed messaging I didn't think was great. Tim's trying to tell you to mute me. <laughs> don't mute you, mute the television. I muted idiot. him just momentarily while he composes himself. Yeah, it was a strange one. I... um. Like a couple of the guys that came in, you, he you like thought Muttley. Muttley, yeah, he made all the sense in the world. And seeing Kemp get the gig and all that sort of stuff, but um, uh, he's and, in tears. And I he's get, legitimately in tears. And I guess the fact that Motlop, got which was the one that did it, was it Tyus or you? <laughs> oh shit! All of them. Because the Vince McMahon one's great, <laughs> and then Titus O'Neil's amazing. It's his eyes, his beady eyes. Vince McMahon. Oh, shit. That moment where he's sitting there and he's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. He's gone the boot polished black hair and a moustache now. He's been grey for the last 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, I did see that. He announced the sale of the company. To the UFC. A pencil (laughs) moustache. Jesus Christ. He's a lunatic. He's a a, a cartoon character. He's um, he's a caricature of himself. Yeah. He's just unfortunately... Like he sold the company 
and you're sort of thinking, you've just you've sold the company out of spite for your entire family. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's why don't you just leave it to them as your family legacy? It's like, no, like Gina Reinhardt. It's sort of like, what are you doing, mate? Uh, but yeah, the messaging Timbo, not good. Yeah, and and obviously the fact that Motlop missed through um, suspension probably meant that guys like Josh Honey couldn't get dropped. And so they were going to persist with them one more time. And especially with... You know, <laughs> You're just holding on. Sorry. Tim, you're making some excellent points. But Fabian's like convulsing as Surely he's trying to he hold gets in dropped laughter. this week though, Timbo. What's that? Surely he gets dropped this week. I think... He, well, again... You can't have an 108-point win and do nothing. No, he did something. He hit up Jack Silvani with a... Very nice. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, I, look, Motlop comes probably, back probably from... Probably good at check side. Did he kick a goal as well? I think, think he, he, he had a set shot. I think he kicked a goal as well. Get your stats out, Statman Carruthers. Um, yeah, I just thought the messaging was frustrating because it just was a countenance to everything. In practice, what we're doing is a complete inverse of what he's talking about. Well, I think what's always fascinating is, um, <laughs> is you know when something's gone wrong, but do you cast aside the guys that haven't performed on a really bad day. He kicked, he kicked or, the goal. Or, or do you tell them that wasn't good enough, that wasn't good enough, that's what, that wasn't good enough, and send them right back out and say, make amends for it? And and, and I, you never quite know how, how do you learn from these situations. So having a couple of guys getting a second crack at it when I genuinely thought it was time for some of them to have a break, you're going, okay. So I, I think Honey definitely moves on for next week. Zach Fisher survives for one more, but he's just just not in form. Yeah, and, it's, just, and, it's a it's form and, thing. And, and I still don't know whether Zach Fisher is the sort of guy that'll go back into the twos and have thirty and kick four and be ready to come back in. I, I is I, he it, the cream, Timbo? Well, is, this, he the, is he the type of player that when we're going, like we've always thought, oh yeah, he's the barometer. If he plays well, we play well. Or is it the other way around when well, we play well? I think it is more the other way around. I, I think that's been the realization at the moment. But look. He's had good days when he has brought energy and he seems to buoy us. He loves a tunnel handball, doesn't he? He loves it like a bit of an underdog. He does. He (laughs) does, actually. He loves that. I really hope that with Kemp, uh, and he played well enough to obviously retain his spot, which is good, but I really hope that they've done the old, you've got three or four weeks. Yeah. So don't be worried. Don't don't be in your own head about it. That means he plays against Collingwood. But we're going to give you some... We're going to give you some weeks here, and, and obviously, you know, those couple of changes saw Sam Doherty play more midfield time, which I think is something that they're going to want to have him involved in a lot more, and I, I think that's a better look for us. Um, and then the only other thing that was interesting—I don't know if you're going to touch on it—was obviously we brought Matt Kennedy into the game late, and Adam Saad came off. Now mm-hmm. Saad went in obviously with his hamstring. They said it was managed. Was yeah, and sensible. It, it, it looked, it looked that way. Us. You thought, Let, let's give the bloke a run. Let's make sure that a guy is one of our best weapons. You know, we just we do not keep... need him on the field. No. So get him off the field. Get him off the field, and especially late in the game, if he's running hard, let's not, let's not test out hamstrings that have been tight and make sure that he's good to go. To quote the great man, I would have loved it, loved it, if Charlie kicked 10. He cracked the shits. That's great. But he didn't. So that was Kevin Keegan, of course. Have I sent you that one? With the Christmas card, I would love it if you have a good Christmas. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Um, it's been 28 years since a Carlton player kicked 10. So I would have really liked if he had done it. Is that against Footscray? Yep. Mm. 10-7, I think he kicked. Jesus. He could kick a flight of those, so that makes Unbelievable. sense. Unbelievable. Um, 
Well, that's the only. Like, that might be the law. I didn't look chicken. Hundred eight points. We're not going to labour chicken shits. No. Um, which is fair enough. Oh, and and um, as you say, anything that was would have only been isolated. Oh, it's another nineties banger, Tim. Ooh. Is this Corona? No. I think no. it was in Night at the Roxbury. What is this? Who's the artist start with? What's the first letter? I don't know. It's not on your screen? No. The song is This Is Your Night. What a tune. I think the artist also did a song for Amber. The- yeah, she was on the um, Studio 54 soundtrack. Why did we play that? Because the Blues are back, baby. If you're going to have a one like Amber, Robin, it's got to be Madonna, mm. Cher. It's got to be like, oh, that's unusual. Yeah. Not, it's just some shit. Sean. Yeah. It's not like... <laughs> Tim. <it's> Tim. <laughs> Someone who's working at the you know, checkout of Deli Chick. Like I could have it because there's not a like lot of... Paul. Like Fabian's not very... Popular. Buff Bagwell went with. Uh, oh, yeah, it was he did. Fabulous, fabulous Fabian. Fabulous Fabian. Uh, that was still, still gigoloing. Is he still gigoloing? He won a three hundred and eighty dollars because obviously Kelly turned forty earlier this year. And I was going to do the Buff Bagwell for video sh- message. For shout out. Not, yeah. not for three hundred and eighty dollars. The Sorry. cameo. Yeah. I reckon that would forty. <laughs> and guess whose prices have gone up, and hence why Tim never got one for his birthday. <laughs> oh no, Buku. Oh, Buku. oh, really? What's he yeah. up? Is it about fifty bucks? I could get you. I could probably get your Buku for nothing. How? Well, I know play. I know people who know him. Well, there you go. Um, I know people. That's you know, <laughs> it's what I am. Um, <laughs> people helping people. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I reckon Buff Bagwell. I reckon for three eighty, Buff Bagwell would have been worthwhile. I think you should have done it. Three eighty is not. I mean, it's it's steep, but it is fortieth birthday, and it would have been bucks was very expensive too. Who? Bucks. You did bucks. Yep. How? Why did you prioritize bucks over buff? No, I didn't get bucks because I said he was very expensive. How much was he? Uh, around five hundred dollar mark. What? What do you get? Do you get like a minute? What do you get? Video message. Yeah, but for how long? I assume in like thirty seconds. I should have done buff. That would have been amazing. I think buff looks a bit weathered. No, he just looks like himself, but twenty <laughs> looks years like older. The, looks like the portrait. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Titus O'Neil? Uh, <laughs> Titus O'Neil, what a man. What a man. Just let me uh, scroll through these. Jeez, you know what? I've just gone through some of these um, some of these sounds I've put on the mixer. You kidding? I am Queen's. Haven't boy. needed that. <laughs> no. That's awfully close to getting the flick. I am injured again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favourite thing about the SR Morales Memorial busting that trophy? It's fast becoming the quickest segment on the show. And for the third week in a row, I'm going to throw to Fabian and I'm going to expect two words. I'm going to expect one name and we're going to move on. You want me to say? That's exactly what I just said, yeah. Blake Akers. Fair income. I went there. You want to try again? Charlie Kerner. Are you, I feel like Andy Dufresne. Are you, you, you obtuse? What are you going to say? Adam Chera? You're getting... Kind of closer. You're getting heading towards the wrong, the right side of the field. Well, then you say who you think. Tim, help the idiot out. Brody Kemp. It's Brody Kemp. By the length of the straight. It's, that's the that's the easiest. By the length of the straight. It's the easiest SI Morales. Okay. That is exactly okay. what the SI Morales is about. Okay. The essence of the Morales. This is the very essence. It's All right. The sensation. Let of me the tell SI. you this, Timbo. 
if he has declared that Blake Akers, this was his best game and he just had a dog shit season before this, then surely Blake Akers gets the... I didn't declare any of that. I didn't say he's been dog shit. Uh, Blake Akers was good. It's his 130th game of league football. No, it's not. 120-something. 125th. Splitting hairs. 126th. Camp hasn't played all year. He's come into the team. He's done a job. He looked the part. He did his role. That's the SI Morales. Yeah, he did. Not given the bloke that you've got a massive heart on for some sort of recommend, like recognition because, I don't know, it makes you feel better about the situation. Well done, Blake. Congratulations. The SI Morales. <laughs> You're mispronouncing it. It's Brody. <laughs> it's Brody Kemp, and it's so far it's it's the easiest. I don't think I don't know if we'll have an easier SI Morales all year. And I think he had it by about the 15-minute mark of the first quarter, 15-second mark. Mate, I'm, two I'm marks almost, straight away. I almost called it after the second mark. Yeah, yeah. I thought he's going to have to do an awful lot wrong to, to lose, lose this. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those kicks laid on tested it somewhat, yeah. but we'd already had the engraving jo- done. Job was done. Um, we're going to move on now to the mailbox. Um, <coughs> how many? Uh, oh, yeah, we've got a few here. Do, do, do. Um, this has been You've a, got mail. an unnecessarily long record. There's been a lot of garbage in it, no doubt about that. G- garbage. I Christian, reckon people love the garbage, though. Christian Chapcoon. Is Blake Akers a sneaky Brownlow chance? Oh, Christian, don't go there. Absolutely not. Uh, also, are we were we overly critical of our performance of the last two weeks? We have the third best defence and only Melbourne have won more quarters than us. Or did the solid Eagles win simply cover up the cracks? No, I think that people were appropriately... I think that people were, to be honest with you, the measured commentary out of those Adelaide and Saints games, I think, was entirely justified. Mm, yeah. And it was on the back of not having very, very good performances leading into those games either. We were sketchy in all of our opening games, first three opening games. Yeah. We hadn't been stellar. We hadn't been horrible. We wanted for more. We got found out by two teams that played better than us. Not so much St Kilda. That that was very winnable. Um, we've taken care of business. It might right the ship. It might give us a bit of momentum. But we've got work to do. But we're not out of the season. But we want to be better for longer. Leonard Puglia, does Jack Martin get back into this team if Sauce holds that forward spot and Kemp or Gov hold a key position back? Yes, he does. Um, the, the beautiful the position we're in with Jack Martin, really irrespective of any of those, is he needs to play well in the twos. Yeah. Which is good. Although, having said that, we don't know if that'll reward him if you'll ever see him again. Jack Martin might even have a game in the twos. Probably not, but he needs to. He I, needs I, to. I think he needs to. Oh, to be honest with you, I w- won't surprise me if he doesn't play for us ever again. Um, he's he's always twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. He'd have one more, two more years. What? Wouldn't he? Maybe. Yeah, he'd have years left. His body's not up to it. I don't disagree, but I, that's why I think minimum two games in the two. Get through them, contribute, and see where you sit. You yep. should, you should, you should kick seven or eight goals if you play two games in the twos. What position is he playing though? I'd Four. almost play him on the ball. Uh, well, what's the point of that? Well, yeah, true. If he's not I'm, I'm more. I just want to get run into him and show that he can stand up. Not that I'm a massive Matt Owies fan, but I'm. I'd rather see where he's at and when he's available. Tanker 7, when is the Prendercast merch dropping? Make sure we've got plenty of 3XLs, not like the Carlton shop. Um, yeah, I, I, don't know I bought that. a pair of shorts in the Carlton shop thinking, oh, yeah, most things are tight and whatever. They were 
discounted because obviously they were surplus stock. There were six XL shorts. I'm thinking they'll be baggy. Level of curtains. <laughs> 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 it's just materials. No, no. Yeah. Nathan, you can only pick one. Peak Fev or Charlie? I assume he means Peak Charlie as well. Fev. I know that sounds... But he... Just remember the, the what he gave us. The joy. I think Peak Charlie and the way that he can kick the ball around the field have you seen, and have we seen shots it for yet? goal. Have we seen Peak Charlie yet? Which could be scary, but we probably haven't. Sean? I I just think you get more of Charlie up the ground as well. And and like when you talk Peak Charlie, I remember you know the big hanger that he took against Collingwood on the Sunday afternoon that was very uh, Alex Jeselinko-esque. When you saw him at his athletic best, it was like there is no ceiling with this bloke. Whereas Fev, Fev as enigmatic as he was and how he could turn it on and kick the footy, there was some things he just couldn't do. Like there were elements to his game. You could never play him on a wing. I mean, we obviously tried him at full back on Fraser Gehrig one day. But he, he was a lead out of the goal square forward who could do magnificent things the balance of his football, there wasn't enough else there. Whereas Charlie, Charlie could do anything. Sean? You'd happily pick second, wouldn't you? <laughs> if you lined him up against... The fact that I'm thinking about it, and I've, I've, I can't, I'm not committing either way to be f- absolutely brutal, makes me think it might be Charlie. Well, as you say, Fev can't knock him off on everything that he's done. With Charlie, with because this is the caveat. The well, this is this is the caveat where you go. We're talking about a Brendan Favola that left plenty on the table. Yeah, that's it. So, as good as he was at his peak and as good as he was at his best, you know, we actually still have the the pangs of what could have been. Oh, totally. Like he said, I think as much. I remember seeing there was an article about it when he was on the Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, and he sort of lamented that if I had pulled my head in. Because I'd be the club's all-time leading goal kicker. Yep. And you're sort of going, yeah, you should have been. Yep. And you're not. You still kick 575 goal or whatever it was. But um, you sort of – you looked at him and you thought for all the the good stuff he did, he actually was gone sort of when we actually really needed him. 100%. By his own hand. And you wonder – you're left to kind of think what we didn't see. And what that could have meant and could have been yep. big finals on the MCG, but couldn't couldn't hold it together for long enough. Whereas with Charlie, you're sort of looking at him going, he's more dynamic in a different way. Yeah. So, what does that mean? He can do more things. Are you getting more things out of him? If you want a pure goal kicker, well, it's probably Fev. But Charlie can do that as well, and he can go up the ground, and he can run. He's unbelievable Fev, field Fev, kick. Fev's a better shot, set shot. I, I Fev's re- a better set shot, but yeah. Charlie's, I think, better in open play. Yeah. I and just, Charlie's a better mark. I just remember watching Fev and he'd I have think. a set shot from 50 on the boundary and at his absolute best, you'd watch his run-up, you'd watch his ball drop and so long as he struck the ball cleanly, it just went through. And I don't think there's ever been a footballer, plugger maybe, where you do your mechanics right, it's just a goal. And he was he was a delight to watch. Um, 
Nathan has said here, does Fab, Fab's mate Honey stay in? I don't think he he, he warrants it. He'd been wanting to drop him for weeks. And he, I, he, was, I look, he I, was actually, he was okay on the weekend. No, I wouldn't say he was okay. He had eight touches in a game we won by 108 points. You're okay. I don't know if you're doing that just to lead him, but a Blake Acres okay versus a, a Josh, Josh Honey okay, okay are very, very, <laughs> very long ways 100% apart. 100% they are because they're playing different roles and the expectations <laughs> of them are different. Well, I'd say one's playing a role, the other one's not. I would say based on the weekend... You'd like him to be playing a role, but he's not. Based on the weekend, who replaces him? Jesse Motlop is coming back from suspension. Has Jesse's form been great? It's been more than Josh Honey's. Has oh, it? Yes. yes. Has it? North yes. Melbourne game, he was very, very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Last week? Quiet. Had a bad day. So did he come bad. straight back in on the back of that? Adelaide, he was quiet. Uh, no, I'm, I'm happy with how Jesse Motlop's going. I, I, look, oh, this is it, for it, people it, don't it, take this the wrong way. Yeah. I'm looking at it dispassionately, yep. and you're saying Jesse Motlop was suspended, so his spot in the team therefore had to be taken. Honey was also already an incumbent in the team. Honey's kicked a nice goal. He's laid off another one. You're sort of going, would Motlop have done more? Well, we don't know. He might have kicked six. Does he come – well, he's never done that before. No, no, but, but, but Josh Honey's not doing that. But you go, does he come straight back in the team? The inclination would be that, yeah, he does – but he's two weeks before the suspension. He averages more goals. But he's two weeks before the more tackles. Well, how many goals is the average? Jesse one. One. How many goals does Honey average? Half. Point five. So we're splitting hairs over three points a week. It's double, mate. So three points a week is the difference. But the point um, I'm making is he's four before the suspension. I four don't. Four more disposals. There was chat about him getting dropped anyway. Yeah, more tackles. Like there was. Yeah. So let's be realistic about it. But but are you recalling Josh? Are you recalling Motlop on what you hope he will give us? or what he's been giving us, because what he's been giving us isn't actually, it's three points a week better off than the guy that's in the team at the moment, who I'm not for fucking one second saying is nailed on to retain his spot or should, but the idea that it's one straight in for the other, you're going, I think there's, I think there's a discussion to be had. There's more of a debate than that. The, the other, how long is Oe's out for? He's still another couple of weeks away. Apparently available should, based on the last okay. report. Well, who knows? Sam Dockey well, had Sam a six-week two, two to four, two to four and played... Three days later. Obviously didn't have Sam, what they said he had. Sam, we need to rush you back. There's a chance that Batty Dale could get a game. Um, we need you to play midfield. Oh, for <laughs> the love in. of God, Doc. Um, Dub D has said, why doesn't Sean Peterbudge make appearances on other fan media? I can think of a few crossover episodes that would be very interesting. I am exclusive to the Ian Prendercast is the answer to that. 121 media. I, I save – I try to save my work for the Prendercast to elevate the Prendercast – if you, anyone out there, for whatever reason, wants to hear anything I've got to say, you've got to listen to this. Or ring him. Don't ring me. 04. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Can I give a quick shout-out while you're looking for one? Sure. To my boy, Junior. I wore the T-shirt the other last weekend, and my uh, Pacific Island brothers and sisters... All giving me a lot of compliments, so uh, awesome. shout, out, shout out to Oos. I do wear it, wear it with pride. Love so, it. So um, a couple of shout outs I got at, uh, at the Westfield Plenty Valley. There we go. Is that storyline still going? No idea. I don't wear it as a representation of Sami Zayn or the Usos. Dom in the Den has said... Uh, <laughs> he's another one. He's a budgie. Camp, in the den, is Camp it? looked ready, made, and his first game back was impressive. I think Cowan might have to wait a bit. His VFL form being underestimated as a barometer for players ready to step up. And what makes Sean happier? A Blues win 
or winning an argument. Well, porque no los dos. Have you ever in your life conceded, conceded or apologised <laughs> to anybody wrong. in your life? No. <laughs> Why would I need to? Uh, what about while he's eating a, bo- a bowl of popcorn and fairy floss? This is mate. It's the Craig. <laughs> it's the Craig McRae thing. Like in a nutshell, you go. It's just my opinion. You know, it's just my opinion. You know, people want to take offence to it, and I've still got some Collingwood weirdos who like private messages about it. It's like move the fuck on with your life. It's just an opinion. You saying telling people to move on with their life is hilarious. Oh, I have moved on. Jeez. You know what's funny too about the Collingwood stuff? No one will be listening at this stage, particularly Collingwood fans. But you know what's funny about the Collingwood stuff? They all fucking hate it and I love it because I just don't weigh in about Collingwood anymore. And it's fun because you can you feel it that they're all they all want they all want us to. Mm. They're fucking gagging. They absolutely frothing it. You're going, no, oh. you're not you're not it's like you're not getting it. You're not getting it. And it just it just it makes me laugh because there's a couple of one Twitter people would know the names. They'll be coming for you round 10. No, this is a bit, the people on Twitter, they, they know the names and fans would know the names. Some boisterous, you know, Collingwood people on Twitter, they still contact us. The guy with the uh, the long hair. His, his thing is a Collingwood player with long hair. It's his, it's oh, Dacosian. can't remember what his name is. King Poltz. That's the one, Poltz. But all these idiots going, they, they not but so much You and him. him. But there's, a, there's a, frenemies. But there's a few others, and they pop up, and they 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 needle, and they go, and they try to sort of get involved. And you're going, no, nah. nothing affects him. You're just going, no, you're not getting anything. You're just going, not happening. And it just makes me laugh because they're so fucking desperate for Come it. Come on, Sean, give us another one. Um, that might sue us. Can Holland's hold his position now that Cultural's returning? That's from Jexodus. I think there'll be a time where he gets rest, could, rested at a, at a minimum. And could Bins slip in the team? Yeah, I think 100% if Cottrell's coming back and Bins' form at uh, old mate uh, Jaja, his, his form Stop remains uh, solid. It's the best fucking nickname <laughs> at the club. Another one you won't let go. Everyone has said Wheelie. His nickname is Wheelie. See, we, Wheelie is too basic it for sucks. mine. It ja, sucks. Jar has a level of creativity. Cut to me off. I'm I, done. I have the to be supportive. fucking of. love affair that you two have got. I don't know what you have done. Wheelie's so Whether creative. You've, you've gone to so, Mings and you've. It's too obvious. Wheelie's so boring. Had, had a, you know. A, Sweet and sour pork, and had a bit of a, oh, we'll just we'll just gang up on a fab this year. This will be. A- I'm not a sweet and sour pork band. <laughs> Beef with what band? You know this. Fab's become very nah, insecure. I'm done. I'm He's done. become very insecure. Yeah, he really has. I warned him. I warned him before you arrived. <laughs> I warned him. He didn't heed said warning. So we are we are done so from Shrek. So um, the point I'm making here is with regard to. Oh, look, I think that. Holland's, yeah, as Fab said, will um, be managed, which is fair enough, um, and that'll open the door for someone else, and then what they do with that opportunity is entirely up to them. That, of course, is the end of the mailbox, which means it is time for... No, 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 no. Who wants to be a millionaire? Mullinaire. Tim Davis. Chaiwala from Donvale. Go ahead, Sean. No, it's you're the you're delivering the line. No, I, don't, I couldn't be bothered doing the rest of it. What are you talking about? Let's play. Who wants to be a Malana? You don't even do the who do you love anymore. What do you mean? You play the sound bit. Yeah, but you don't. You used to do it. What's you that? used to do you the sound. yeah, but then you got a soundbite. I did it before you got a soundbite. No, you did it after we who got the soundbite. Yeah, you yeah. used to do that, but you don't do that anymore. Oh, Bob, Bob's a legend. 
Millionaire time. Are you ready, Tim Davis? Yep, 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 yep. Did you do your homework? Is this looped? Is it being no, cleaned up? No, I was thinking about it. I couldn't be bothered. Um, question time. I'm toying with the idea of whether you need lifelines. We'll, we'll play this by ear. Officially opened... I don't want to fucking help him anyway. Shut dead up. to me. Officially opened on the 11th of January 1988 for that year's Australian Open, Melbourne Park, or Rod Laver Arena, hosted its first concert four weeks later on the 7th of February 1988. Which of the following musical acts headlined the first concert at Rod Laver Arena? Are you clear with the question, Tim? Four weeks after the Australian Open, who opened for the first concert at Melbourne Park? Who who headlined the first concert? Who headlined it? A. Kiss. B. Huey Lewis and the News. C. ACDC. Or D. Kylie Minogue. February 7, 1988. Who played the first concert at Melbourne Park? So I was 11. I imagine it would have been newsworthy. I was 11. We always used to train at the State Swimming Centre on Batman Avenue over summer. And you'd always drive in and you'd always drive out. And you'd have the signage up. You're going to tell me you remember signage on your car trips into the State Swimming Centre in 1988. Yeah, vividly. But I can't say, oh, what did I see in February of 1988? It would have been like the old poster bills as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you drive down Hoddle Street, you all the signage. You, you still and, see it now. And go under the, the underpass of the railway line. Week. Sometimes that's the only way I know anyone's playing. You see the, the, the post of the bills. Yeah, yeah, And you absolutely. sort of go, oh, such and such is coming to town. Yeah. Under the Swan Street Bridge. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Interesting. It was fantastic. Like, they even still do it a little bit now. Um, what do I have available to myself, Sean? I'm just thinking, I'm trying to get a read on... Um, just put a marker I'm, in very late. I'm, I'm firm. <laughs> Are you really? Stop. <laughs> really? No, I'm very, I'm very comfortable that it's, it's a choice in two. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just wondering, what's, what's afforded to me? Well, based on that, you can have a phone a friend. You're an asshole. <laughs> All right, Fab. Uh, what I am thinking is in 1988, Kylie Minogue. The Aussie Seven in '87, she'd only just released "Locomotion," "I Should Be So Lucky," all that sort of stuff. When did Scott and Charlene get married? Fuck knows. It was um. when Angry Anderson was suddenly. I reckon that's '86. So she's not. Angry, Angry Anderson, Anderson coming this. No, Angry Anderson. They got married to he had the, the song hit. suddenly. Oh, yeah. okay. And that's what they got married to. Yeah, but there wouldn't have been five. There wouldn't have been five years between suddenly and um, Bound for Glory. Battle Glory is 91. So yeah, you're not talking about Angry no, no, Anderson. No, no, no. So what I'm saying, I reckon we eliminate... <laughs> Distract. We, eli- we eliminate Kylie. 100%. Because I reckon she's still early. Charlene in 88. Yeah, she, you're eliminating... She sorry, sorry. So you're eliminating Kylie Minogue based on Angry Anderson's <laughs> discography. No, because she's if she's still Charlene, she's not headlining Rod Laver Arena. Yeah, she hasn't correct. gone to Britain. She hasn't become the star. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, no, I agree. She's probably going to be Scott. No, she doesn't, she doesn't have enough... Um, 
hits in yeah. her uh, wheel bag at the moment to uh, uh, hit bag. Who were the other three? <laughs> what else would you put in your hit bag? Hits. Who were the other two? Later uh, two. Huey Lewis in the news. I don't think he, that. he peaked more 84, 85 around yeah. uh, around. Sports. Yeah, correct. So uh, they're out. So we're down to Kiss and ACDC. I don't think ACDC. I always thought Kiss when it, Sean first said it. I would go Kiss because they want to rock and roll all night, night and party every day. Correct. <laughs> it's a hard life to sustain. Credit to them; they've done it for fifty years. When did Bon Scott die? <laughs> it's like seventy-nine. 81, something like that. I'm just trying to think. I'm when expecting Dex Fab to Razor's, be like... No, Razor's Edge came out early 90s. Yeah, I'm thinking what yeah. were, what I'm were ACDC by then. touring? They've toured for 50 years. Yeah, no, no, but they, they had a bit of a higher... They I reckon have a little bit Kiss. of a higher... It's Kiss. I'm, I'm on board with Kiss. Yeah. I'm a little bit afraid of ACDC, but uh, we will be locking in Kiss, please. They've console console. What am I saying? You've you've conferred was the word I'm looking for. So Tim Davis, Chaiwala, Don Vale has conferred with Faber Ganoush, millionaire. The question was, who was the first act to headline Rod Laver Arena, Melbourne Park, as it was at the time? They knocked out Huey Lewis. They knocked out Kyla Minogue. They had a choice between Kiss and ACDC. They went for Kiss. The answer, of course, I've run out of time. Where is it? ACDC. You're an idiot! <laughs> I thought we were going to have a grey, flexi pave moment. ACDC opened up Rod Laver Arena on the 7th of February. Which, of course, they were always going to in Australia. An Australian act surely would open up Rod Laver Kiss Arena. He's been here a few times. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, that was good. I like that. What, who, what was my two was that going the Kiss to be? Unmasked era. Crazy, 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 crazy nights. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know. It was good. The way we knocked out Huey Lewis in the news was never. never. They, I think he played not long after. He wasn't the first, but I think he was in the first oh, handful. I've got yeah. hip to be squared in my head. Yeah. Um, Kiss dun, Kiss dun, was in the mix, dun, and then dun, Kylie, dun, dun, dun. I think Kylie was a year later. Yep. Yeah, definitely not Kylie. Kylie wasn't huge yet. It was interesting, actually. There were, uh, what was our 50-50 going to be? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I hadn't really committed to... See, from the beginning, it was only ever going to be between KISS and ACDC. Yeah. So if I'd have gone 50-50 and you'd managed to knock was one out... Was it called Flinders Park back then? Melbourne Park. I always thought it was called Flinders Park early doors. I think it was. I've only ever heard it referred to as Melbourne Park. Yeah, but you're a child. Um, you, were you born? No, you are born. You are 87, yeah? No, no, I was... Uh, well, actually, I was 18 days away from being born when uh, ACDC took the stage. There we go. Um, there you go. I like that. As I said, part of the segment, the fun of it is Tim getting the question wrong, but also kind of working his way through it and almost getting it right. That's the beauty of the segment. Um, we're going to move now to our final segment of the night. The which park was originally known as Flinders Park until 1996. Timbo. That wasn't the question, but that's all good. Have we got any Johnny Rain Clouds to finish us off? No. Uh, yeah, I do. Give it to me. We are playing our eighth. Carlton Respects game on Friday night. We've not won one. We are yet to win one. Those bloody orange socks, they kill me. Which, it's fucking time. Can we just fucking fixture it against, like, 
West Coast. West Coast? <laughs> it sounds bad, but like... You know who else you've got a bit of when you said West Coast then? You've got a bit of Schofield about you. A bit. Because you've got the hat on. You've got a bit of the Will Schofield. It's a bit of Will Schofield, actually. No shit, Tim. Yeah. I can't... I've said it before. You're horrible at lookalikes. You're so bad. And the only other one that was a little bit of a, a Johnny Raincloud was... Um, and I guess it happens when you're beating up on a team. We couldn't bag a free kick for holding the ball, especially in the second half of the Some game. Some guy said he was unfollowing us and not listening to the show because I, I, I did, and I just said you, you won't be missed. No, I did say that goodbye. One. But it was it was really odd. It was like, and and granted, like when we got caught holding the ball and the umps paid it, they were free kicks. And, there were a couple and of I, very I, and I know, hair trigger ones where you just went, "Geez, that's I mean, that's, that's probably there." Well, and, and it just felt like an umpire that was just giving West Coast a bit of a chance. If, it, if we're being real hot, you're going, that's, that might be there. Yeah. That's fine. However. And we were nailing blokes left, right, and going, getting nothing. Going, geez, that's yeah. a bit stiff. And it did feel like it was the um, the primary school game and Templestowe was playing Doncaster and you know, Doncaster was smashing them and Templestowe would get every free kick just to keep them in the – in the running, it's just what it felt like. Temple Do you see? I, I know you're going to go, oh, Fab's pies, but the umpiring it was, was not great. Far it was out. not great. That that reeks of some sinister. Yeah, some but if Adelaide kicked straight, it was game over. So it doesn't matter. So I'd be I'd be concerned if I was you for your pies. I don't know that they're all that they're cracked up to be. Yep, I'd be worried when they start losing, Timbo. Brisbane cut a sway through them not three weeks ago. So <laughs> it was like not long ago. You got a rain cloud for me. Um, the top of the ladder. Yeah, I'd, sh- I'd show them. A- I hate them, but show them a bit more respect. I hate them. He says. <laughs> I chortle. <laughs> you give me a rain cloud. I don't have one. I'm happy. Yeah, because pies are with it. On top of the ladder. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> now my rain cloud. I mentioned it earlier. Coffee. Coffee sucks. It's Coffee's brilliant. Tim, you want a coffee? Coffee sucks. Oh, I won't have one now, but I do love it's coffee. It's bad. Like, it's just, it is objectively I have three f- bad. I have two or three a day minimum. It's bad. It's just, it's, you, you've it's got a bitter. Very, you've got a very sweet tooth. No, but it's bitter and it's just like, I, I just, as I said earlier, I just don't get it. I just, and more than that, I just hate the coffee culture. What do you mean? You know, going down and having a 15 minute break to start your day to get your cup of joe. No one says cup of joe. And then people talking shit about like what their coffee order is and I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this. And Skinny just magic. And, and you're like, shut the fuck up. What, what, about, what about when you've got a cafe that roasts their own coffee Don't and care. you walk in and you smell you know the coffee say? aroma? You know what I will say? Most people there would prefer a coffee than a ribena. There are, well, they're very, two very different sort of drinks. You're not, if one if a, 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 One's a for a hot, kid's party. A hot coffee and a, and a <laughs> glass of ribena are next to each other. You're sort of going... Well, what's the go? It's like saying, you know, people would prefer... I don't even know what the fucking an, an comparable example would be. You also don't you know, like alcohol. I don't... I don't yeah, no, because again, taste. A lot of alcohol tastes very nice. A lot of it tastes bad. Yeah, some of it tastes horrendous. Like beer. Beer does not taste nice. <coughs> some beers taste very nice. Oh. Some beers taste horrific. Most beers taste bad. And it's like, this is very popular. And same thing with coffee. These are very popular beverages that... If we could start again, <laughs> I think would be bumped pretty quickly. No, I'm, I'm just a big, big coffee fan. Big but coffee but fan. everyone's entitled to an opinion, and that's perfectly fine. I just think that little machine gets an absolute flogging. smashing. Yeah. 
<laughs> you would love the fact that we go downstairs to Mary. Oh, in the wouldn't he? He would love that. We sit at the couch. We talk footy. People come in. What are you talking about? You fucking sit here at your desk and talk footy all day. You put well, in a he solid, goes down there too. You put in a solid 20 minutes Tim, when minutes you go to work, work, do you not talk to your colleagues and other people around? Yeah, but that's yeah. all you do. And then you get like frazzled because you have to do six weeks worth of work in yeah, an afternoon. Of course. of course, you know what I do. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm so busy. I'm snowed in. Because so, you've done nothing for six weeks. Says the man who's finished his rounds by. Because I've accomplished the tasks assigned to me. In an efficient manner. So if I accomplish the task that are assigned to me... You know what else? I'll give you an example today. I had to go and work with my householders today, so we had the junk mail we had to deliver. I had to do that. I had to throw off another round before they'd let me leave. So I did that. So I'm doing the work of one and a half people and did all my householders, whatever, cleared all that. And then I came home. Then I had to write this episode. I had to edit Box Hill's goals from yesterday, whatever. That's done. I've done it. It's like six and what weeks do you, worth what, of work. What do you That's think? like six weeks worth of work accomplished in 90 sharp minutes. And what do you think Tim and I do for a living? Tim works very, very hard <laughs> and diligently and gets all of his work done in an appropriate time frame, <laughs> manages his people, does everything he needs to do really, really well. You, in a slovenly way, <laughs> leave everything to the last minute and then act like, oh, I've got no time, can't do anything. You're going to have to come to me to record because I've just got too much work no, on. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, no, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him the fucking California time. oak. Can't move him. I The roots are deep. I have He's a very effective and efficient the river red gum. Time. The river red gum over here. Can't move, won't move. He's accomplished nothing but just is where he is and that's where he'll remain. So you can dispute it all you want. Joey, your mate, doesn't, doesn't he, work he said the same thing. He concurred with me. Mm, he's a wanker. <laughs> you love Joey. Oh, you haven't been around for the argument. You were going to adopt him at one point. Just so I can slap him. Joey, if you're listening to this... Shout out to George who left his oh. his jar of chocolates in this office that have never absolutely... Joey, what's Joey's surname? Chestnut. I'm not going to say it because he got upset last time when I said it. What's his name? I'm not going to say it. Who gives Joey. a shit? Joey. Joe. Do I have to find him on Twitter? I'll say it. Well, why do you, you won't know it from his thing? He's got like some weird obscure handle. Something two, isn't it? Something two? Yeah, no, it's some Denver Nuggets crap. Um, God, I hope they capitulate. I won't. They'll struggle to get past Phoenix, Timber. Been by 20. You finished eating? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have some of my Synovus sugarless vitamins. I love he's eating some of your Synovus sugarless vitamins. <laughs> Doesn't look like you're eating them. No, because I'm on the multi. What's the use by on those? No, I think Sean things. checked them not long ago. Oh, 88. February February 25. <laughs> I like the. I can't remember what where I saw it, but someone said, oh, they bought some salt and it was like five million year old Himalayan Himalayan salt and it expires in February 2024. 20, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they found this just in time. I better get on it. <laughs> Who would have thought at a half at a lifespan of several thousand years we've just caught it in time? Oh shit! Does salt go bad? I don't think it does. <laughs> Salt's a preservative. <laughs> it is. It is the preservative. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful end to the show, Tim Davis. Um, thank you very much for your time again. Outstanding stuff. Always a pleasure, um, Sean. <laughs> uh, for for Baganash. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Prenda DJ, of course. Hashtag Prenda DJ if you guess the theme of this week's song. We'll give you a shout-out at the start of next week. It's been a pleasure again. We'll catch you whenever. I don't know when we catch you next. Whenever next. I don't know when it is. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, all. I wake up every evening.
and it never feels out of place and you're still probably working at a nine to five pace i wonder to me